to our first episode of TTRPG Talks. I'm Sarah. Hello. And Waffles is over here. Hello. Does everybody want to introduce yourselves? We have a couple of friends coming to join us. Yeah. I'll jump in. My name's Nick. I play Relic on Know Your Role. That's about it. Are we doing any anything else? <laughs> no, we can start with that. That's yeah. Yeah. We'll just get everyone knowing everyone. Joe, you're muted. Sorry, technical difficulties. Look at that right off the bat. <laughs> oh man, but you Have fixed you that like a champ, it? though. That was yeah, I'm really good at this kind of thing because I edit our show. Know your role. I'm the DM and the <laughs> editor of uh, Know Your Role, which Nick is on. So thanks for having me. And uh, I'm Goodball. I play Seagart on the From Afar podcast. Yeah, and I'm David. I also play Seagart on the From Afar. No, I'm just <laughs> I am the the dungeon master of From Afar podcast and. The editor and we just like we like to have fun. Yeah, fun, so, I forgot to say yeah. that I am a player on the Waffles Maple Syrup stream, and Waffles is the DM. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. Alrighty, so this is our first episode, but to give you guys a little bit rundown of what we're trying to do with TTRPG Talks is each episode we're going to bring in a couple of friends from the Pod Fam slash Stream Fam uh, groups of TTRPG players, people that we've kind of run in the, in the circles through Twitter or otherwise, however we, we know each other. We're going to bring people along. We're going to talk about everything TTRPG, every little bit, you know, behind the scenes look at how we run our podcasts and streams, what we are looking for, and you guys get to hear the stories of how we all met and all that good yes. stuff. Yeah, so yeah. this should be fun. At any point you guys have questions for us, shoot it in the chat because I think Waffles and everyone's going to keep an eye on it. And we'll try to answer them as best we can. I'm sure we're going to ramble. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun talking <laughs> to each other. But we will we'll do our best to tap that, that question and get back to it if we're in the middle of something else. Tight. Love Tight. Alright. Alright. So, can, uh, can I say something yeah. real quick? Yeah, go for it. I just love y'all's, na- y'all's names. Waffles and syrup. That's like so cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> so cool. It's pros and cons because, you know, we, we decided Waffles has been known as Waffles his... Entire life. Like, that's just the handle he's always gone gone by. I've gone by yep. Revika, which is completely unrelated. But when we met and we started dating, I became Sarah. <laughs> and then so we're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to brand it as Waffles Maple Syrup. Because I'm obsessed with, like, real grade A maple syrup, not the fake stuff. Mm. <laughs> like Adirondack. <laughs> I think that's a chair, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a place... <laughs> No, but so, you know, it's good in that sense. We have a strong sense of branding, but we also, you know, you look at us on Twitter and you're like, Waffles, Maple Syrup, what is that? Is that d d Is that, what is that? <laughs> yep. So we try. It works. It yeah. works well. Tell me, like, you're not a big fan of, like, Aunt Jemima's or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if, if you look in our pantry, you see one bottle of, like, real good maple syrup for, like, mm. from Maine that my wife uses. Mm. And then you see the like off brand Kroger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was walking through Costco one day and they had these like pallets of real maple syrup. I had to stop and just admire it. I was like, look at this mm. beautiful, just so good. <laughs> I used and, to, uh, in college, I roomed with a, a dude from Canada. And every Canada day, he made us take like pure maple syrup, syrup shots. Oh that was really fun. That was, that's my maple syrup story. That's it. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. That is awesome. All right. So I think we did our, we did our who we are introductions, but do you guys want to touch on the show and, you know, 
what you guys do. Do you guys have one show, two shows, how you guys started, things like that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we can kind of take it away there, Dave. Sure. So we uh, primarily, we just have the, the From Afar main bit quest for Atlantis. Um, but it all started when Dave was in L.A., me and Christian were over in Orlando, Florida, and Andy was going to be going to Chicago for grad school. And we just wanted a way to stay in touch. So we started playing Storm King's Thunder D&D 5e. And as we started playing, we're like, you know, guys, like, this is really fun. This is a good way to stay in touch. We're like, man, what if we made this a podcast? And we like took a long, long time. Like we all got mics and we recorded for like a year just to get used to having a mic in front of you, just to get used to like the flow of it, uploading everything. Um, getting used to like some editing and everything. And then, um, after a, probably a year of that, we ended up switching over. I was running Storm King's Thunder, but we decided instead of me running something pre written, Dave had this like long homebrew campaign he'd been working on for a long time. And I was like, dude, you're going to run that way better than I'll run something pre written. Even though I kind of just use that as guidelines, like you're going to, this is from yeah. the heart. Mm-hmm. And so, we started Quest for Atlantis, and here we are. It's been a wild freaking ride. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Nice. That's really yeah, we awesome. we definitely spent a year practicing how to podcast, didn't we, Joe? <laughs> Perfect segue again, man. This guy just sets him up for me to knock him out. Yeah, so we uh, we at Know Your Role did not plan quite as far in advance. We started early last year, January 2019. I am not like a super experienced D and D player. My first experience with D and D was in one of Nick's home games. And that was years ago. And the rest of our friends were coming in and out of their own home games. And I just hadn't played in a while. And I was like, man, I'm so jealous. All my friends are playing D&D and I'm not. Maybe I can trick them into playing D&D with me by starting a podcast. (laughs) Uh, That was basically the idea behind it. So I chose a couple of people who I knew were like funny. We're all close friends. I knew it would be a good dynamic. And I just asked them like, hey, you want to do this thing? Like we can put it on the internet. We can not, whatever. One of our players, Marvin, who plays Gorlax, lives out of town. So it was a good way to kind of have him hang out with us when he couldn't make it down here. So yeah, we, we just started the show and I was really inspired by some other podcasts that we talked about off mic, uh, like the Adventure Zone and coming up with like a fully homebrew story and taking all of the, the story beats and the editing and the music and just like taking all of that by the reins, which has been a huge mistake. Someone please save me. <laughs> But no, it's been a lot of fun. And yeah, it was just kind of an excuse to get my friends to hang out with me. So it's been great. That's awesome. Waffles was really the core reason we started this seriously. But likewise, zero pre-planning went into this. We halfway through got better mics. So the audio quality is (laughs) great. (laughs) To prove how much planning went into it, we started streaming and podcasting our show at episode six yeah that's true. nice <laughs> nice we had a nice tldr that we recorded you know <laughs> try to get people up to speed but it's been it's been really really fun it's been both challenging and like an amazing learning experience which is like the most cliche thing to say but it's very true <laughs> it is true yeah, yeah I, I agree with that that's like one of the cool things about this like weird streaming podcast community is like it's just an opportunity to like, yeah, meet with your friends, connect with your friends and like play these really fun games, but also like the entry point to actually create content that like you're proud of. And that's like fully your own is so low. Like you can just yeah. like, you can just jump in. Like, like that's what we, we did with uh, storm Kings. It sounds like what you guys did. Although 
I actually, when, when Nick told me, he was like, yeah, we didn't have any mics or whatever. I was like, I honestly couldn't tell. Like you, it, you guys sounded like all like, I don't know. It, it was really good. You guys did great. So thank you. But uh, that's something I think is really cool about this community aside from how like supportive and like, caring it genuinely is. Like you can take a bunch of kids who do this thing for themselves and then they just have a way to shout it out to the world and like connect with other people. I and mean, that's really, really, really yeah. cool. So did yep. you start? podcasting first and then streaming or streaming then podcasting us yeah uh we don't actually we don't stream yeah, at, we've at never we've at never all. actually yeah, streamed no. that's something that like we wanted to get into but mm-hmm. as of as of right now like i was shocked that my camera worked because whenever <laughs> we are playing we I'm do too. get in a video call and my camera like just shuts everything down the minute it turns on mm-hmm. yeah and, oh, we're glad you're here <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean Joe can speak to a lot more of the technical difficulties than, than I can, but like we've tried, I mean, I think we're on our third, if not fourth recording solution, Joe, just in terms of like <laughs> finding a configuration that works. Cause him and Neko, uh, Jasmine live together. And so they're in a slightly different recording situation mm. than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. We always start for the first like five, 10 minutes, just messing around on camera. And then Joe's like, all right, guys, we need this to actually be usable. So everyone turn off your cameras. Yeah. Right. We also don't stream uh, because it, it shuts our stuff down completely. We would love to in the future yeah. if we can get it to work. But yeah, Same. it's hard enough just putting a podcast together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's actually something we're super pumped about because like literally today, the final part for my new PC build arrives and I will, I've had this same laptop since 2013. <laughs> wow. And That's me. Mine's 2014. Same one. So. Yeah. Laptops and are champs. <laughs> I, I was, I was like, guys, I want to help edit. I want to help with the whole process and flow of things, especially because if we have more hands on deck, we can put out more and like start streaming and stuff. But I just yep. didn't have the technology. So yeah, like yeah. I buckled down and I was like, all right, time to drop some, some money and yeah. get a nice new rig. And yeah. I'm super pumped because after we're done with this, hopefully I will be able to build it. And I'm uh, so excited. Oh my yeah. God. I'm excited for you. <laughs> for sure. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I recently, I recently, uh, mentioned to my wife, I was like, you know, man, I've been thinking about it. We should probably get a, get a new computer. And she was like, yeah, does this have anything to do with you trying to stream Know Your Role a couple of weeks ago? And it crashed and it was a disaster. Maybe. No, not. not. I, I mean, that's a little bit of added color commentary, but yeah. <laughs> I want to get a new a new computer as well, Goofy, for the same reason. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You sound like you're on the same boat as me where it's like you've had it for so long and it, yeah, it does the trick. Yeah. So <laughs> you keep telling yourself like, ah, I, there's other things that are more important right now. Yeah. Like just wait till you actually get to play my with car. the new computer. <laughs> and then yeah. you'll be like, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> All the boys like Andy and Christian have been like playing Overwatch and everything. And they're like, oh, Goofy, come play Overwatch with us. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> it won't run, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I do worry about what an unadulterated stream of Know Your Role would do to the internet <laughs> if we did have Right. That's my exact thought process too. Uh, Just got so upset thinking about our show not edited. <laughs> same. Same. We we manage <laughs> somehow. I wish sometimes I could edit some of the stuff that we say because we just like you know we shit talk each other so much and we're just like mm-hmm. mm, maybe we should pause and go back to actually playing the game. <laughs> I mean the the thankful leg up that we have that I can I can at least be thankful for is we've never played together in person that's like this group has never been in person together oh really so that's we cool. started on the internet so we kind of just know how to make it flow 
in a remote location. Our dynamic was like built off of that, which is a great segue into how you guys met your groups and like how you guys kind of formed this together. Um, oh, yeah. Joe and I met on Tinder. Ooh, <laughs> not yeah. Grinder. Tinder. It's Grinder. Like get your references right, dude. <laughs> All right, well, I've been, I've, I haven't been single for a very long time. <laughs> Sure, I'll start since Nick, uh, <laughs> you're so good at setting me up, but so yeah, there's four players in my group. Beans, who plays Jeff, I have known the longest. We went to elementary school together, so I've known him since like first grade. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, a long, cool. long time. So yeah, our, he was like a natural pick for me for this because we've been best friends for so long. And like, since we've known each other for so long, our sense of humor is like perfectly in sync. So I knew he would, he would be picking up what I was putting down. Mm-hmm. The other folks, Marvin, I met through some mutual friends. Nick, I met through some mutual friends. Jasmine, I met at a previous job that we both worked at uh, before we started dating. And then like all of these friend groups just after a while just came together. Um, so everybody knew each other already and they're all pretty good friends. And I tried to pick like, I didn't want to pick like the four people who were already best friends. I wanted to kind of like reach out to the corners of this friend group and pick people who like knew each other and got along, but like maybe weren't the closest in that group. So yeah, I just I just kind of picked people who I thought would jive well together, and that's how it happened. Also, if Joe had started a D and D podcast without me, I would have kicked his door down on the video. <laughs> yeah, and Nick was Nick was a, it was just picking the other three. Nick was in there from the start. <laughs> by the power of Moradin. <laughs> yeah, I do want to point out the first time I met Jasmine, who plays Neko, was actually at our wedding. Oh, uh, oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, Wait, you and Jasmine are married too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa, crazy. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. I'm always getting cut. you bring that up? <laughs> Nick plays the field. This is a long-running <laughs> joke with Joe and I. Um, is that a joke? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very quick zip what? of the lips. Yeah, so I, so as Joe said, yeah, I met Joe through, I think Joe is my link into the group. That's how I met Beans and, and, and Jasmine and, and Marvin, so. When you guys started your episode one, had you, you hadn't even really met any of the other ones before? Oh, no, no. We, I had known the, I'd known them for a couple of years. Like we had, there's like a lake house that a couple of us go to like every year. And I'd, I'd met, I'd like seen them there. Like we didn't really, I wouldn't say we like hang out super often, especially Marvin because he lives out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it yeah. wasn't like, all right, let's, uh, hello everybody, roll for initiative kind of yeah. thing. Like, okay, <laughs> got it. That's cool. Go for it, our, dude. Yeah. Our, our, friend group sort of started at, at a little high school called Forest Lake Academy <laughs> down nice. in Orlando. And like I was saying earlier, um, when I was a freshman, David was a senior. I had never heard of improv before. And then we had a weekly gathering of the whole student body. And he did a he did a little improv skit with with him and his little improv team. And I was like, this is the funniest thing in the world. I want to do that. And then after he graduated, the improv team didn't like stick around. It wasn't like a high school mandate. Yeah. And so I spent the next couple of years trying to bring it back. My senior year, I brought it back, helped bring it back, I should say. Mm-hmm. That's when I met Christian and Andy. And they'd been friends all through high school. They were sophomores at the time, quite literally through improv and improv classes and stuff together. I started to get really close to them. And then I sort of reconnected with David because I hadn't seen him in like mm-hmm. three years. Well, I, I was we, I was seeing you, Gooby. You just weren't seeing me. <laughs> I could <laughs> feel you, but I I never saw it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, a glint off glasses, down. a high five face kind of comes <laughs> through my window. <laughs> yeah. 
after I graduated high school, we just created a like sort of improv group. We'd go perform like at a at a like oh, park in town, and like we would just start doing improv and eventually draw a crowd. About that. Then we all went to the same college for one semester, and then I was like, "This college ain't for me. I'm outie." <laughs> <laughs> it was but, a very yeah. strange college. And then um, now I'm curious. <laughs> like Christian became like one of my absolute best friends. Me and Andy started to get really close and everything. But like I lived with Christian more than once. When everyone was starting to disperse, we were like, "Let's do this thing. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's have a way to connect." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it honestly has been a beautiful way of saying because like we we don't need to talk every day to be best friends but now that we have this whole podcast and everything we are talking every day (laughs) and so it it has been a beautiful little time of like something that started as like dave's inspiration to me this little kid that he didn't even know 13 years old became my best friend for sure yeah I'm going to need to know the name of the improv group. (laughs) So first one way back in the day was called Dunamas, which is Latin for dynamite. And it's very stupid. (laughs) Um, And then which was way better than the one we went for. We were like, let's keep it. Let's keep that theme. Dunamas Latin. And we went with Ordo Abkeo, Order from Chaos, which is a mouthful and doesn't sound cool at all. also in the latin club uh i think we sh- i think we should have been because we were bringing it back dead language not anymore let's go uh and then it was just improv team then we just improv team after that like yeah. we, we we just called Literally, it it, it. Yeah. you guys want to go hang out nice. with it yeah when I um i found out that you all did improv together like everything clicked because i was probably at like episode seven or eight of from afar and i was like okay yep that yeah. that tracks it made well, it made a lot of sense because you guys riff off of each other in like a really quick kind of way. Well, it was kind of like from just to kind of piggyback off of Gooby's story. When when I moved out to L.A., I was I was sort of going through a bit of a, a rough time because of trying to break into the film industry. And it's not a kind thing to do. Uh, and so I was just I was like, oh, man, what do, what do I do? And I started listening to the Adventure Zone and it, I just got really inspired to be like, oh, let's try to do this, um, this D&D thing. And I called Andy and I was like you want to do this with me? And he's like, yes, but we have to get Christian and Gooby because, because of what you were just saying that, cause like we, we'd done those things before and kind of like what you were saying earlier, Joe, just like, we just knew that, that, that this group would just sort of mesh and it, it yeah. basically just takes the, the, the pressure off kind of like, yeah, there's definitely. so many times we'll be playing where I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do, but it's <laughs> just like, Hey, hey guys do something and then i'm like okay that was way better than what i could yeah, have ever that, thought of that is one like really lucky thing that we have is like i've done so much with all these boys for i mean we're coming on 10 years that i've been part of like the whole group and everything because i mean you've known andy for only 10 what, years actually. I, yeah, yeah about 10, 10 years, years probably no <laughs> but you've known andy forever and you knew christian like uh long before i did but it's been about 10 years of like knowing each other's humor and then like on stage and everything like just trusting that they'll be able to pick up and like fill in for your weaknesses and stuff and Mm -hmm. like there'll be times where like when we have our more dramatic scenes where i'll like say something i'm like i don't know how this is gonna go i'm just gonna put this out there and like Mm -hmm. andy or christian or david will like meet it so much more beautifully than i could have even thought of and that Mm -hmm. is one really lucky thing that we have is we just Mm -hmm. have known each other for so long Mm-hmm. Yeah. and yeah. i know i can just trust them with anything i think <laughs> yeah the, for sure uh one thing i miss about or the, one of the reasons i wish we did have our cameras on 
is because sometimes one of us will do something. Mm-hmm. Usually Marvin. <laughs> that I think really sets Joe's plans off kilter. And like, there'll be a little bit of a pause on Mike. And I wish I could see Joe's like gear spinning. Cause only Jasmine gets to see it. Like gets to see Joe That's like true. kind of sometimes like his like transformation into a character or things like that. Cause yeah, uh, it oh adds God. definitely like a level of depth into like the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of my my favorite moments from Know Your Role is when and, and Joe did not thankfully edit this out. Is uh, he he's doing some <laughs> character voice and Jasmine says, "Stop looking at me while you're doing that." And he says, "I, I don't know who else to look at." <laughs> uh, that was from that one the, of the one of the first episodes, and she also mentioned, which I think also made it up made it into an episode that when I'm coming up with a character voice, apparently I come up with the face first, <laughs> which I was not aware of. Uh, and it's deeply troubling. Probably shouldn't be on a stream. If we ever do a Patreon, Should we need be. a picture of Joe's face associated with each. And <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good. That's a great idea. That's a good idea. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> oh, no, dang it. Damn. Oh, no, not taking us anymore. <laughs> Dave, your face doesn't really change. It's more your mannerisms. Like every time you do slaw, mm-hmm. you start to like, Oh, um, but yes, I would like if you could, yeah. and then like yeah. Falcon, well, you'll kind of like more broaden up. Like it's all the um, it's all the Botox. That's why <laughs> face doesn't change. Now here they give that away in LA. They do. It's just like <laughs> free. If you want some water? No, give me some of that Botox. <laughs> well, oh, and, in case I missed it, just wondering how long have you guys been at the podcasting game? Like like since day one. What is, what is um, the year's end? Go for it, Nick or Joe. Yeah, yeah Joe, we, we started January 2019, like very early in the year. I remember. Uh, that's all? Wait, I'm, really? I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's, shit, I think, right? Is that right? That's yeah, right, no, right? It is. Yeah. We didn't hit the Twitter scene until January 2020. Because at a certain point, I was like, <laughs> hey, Joe, yeah. should we, I don't know, try and get some listeners? And like, yeah, <laughs> I, to, I guess. I mean, really, when we started, I was like, I, I'm going to you know put it up on the the, all the platforms just for ease of listening for us but i i mean i really just made it for us to go back and listen to i didn't expect you know if anybody found it great and you guys right, just yeah. hit that 1500 congratulations yeah, well, yeah. but Thank like you. yeah in terms of like what twitter can do for you i mean we yeah we were at like 300 downloads in january when we joined after a mm-hmm. year of it being yeah. out like 14 episodes and then in the three months since then that has and time time times by five yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. that's me it's been crazy. <laughs> i don't know where it's uh when did we that's start cool. waffles do you remember yeah actually so we went let's see to go back in the story i met carrick and varso and quite a few of the players i think just those are the last two left but i met them on roll 20 and got them into one of the homebrew campaigns that i was running not stream, uh, not anything. Just yeah, not stream, not anything. Just, just, just met them. Yeah, just met them to play. Skip six months later, they TPK. Oh no! Oh, yeah, no. TPK level eleven, and oh. uh, yeah, and then we start playing under Carrick's Discord group. He starts running like this West Marches style game. Skip probably about six months later, she joins that Discord group. Not and knowing now, anybody. Like, I, I yep, not was looking anyone. for a game on Reddit, and I saw Carrick's post, and I was like, alright, I'll, I'll join you guys. And We have the across the country, she came to move with me, and then we... Not quite, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no, well, you tell it, you tell it. I'm trying to skip parts of the story here. <laughs> I, so I joined the uh, Discord right when I was planning on moving to Israel. 
I was moving across the country. My Most of my family's there. So I ended up, um, you know, him and I hit it off, which is more of the story of like how we met. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, all right, bye bye. Because I was flying to Israel. <laughs> and Truth. Carrick was really awesome in like making the story work for my character, even though I had a crazy time difference as well as everything else. And I and I did. I moved there and I lived there for like uh, about half a year before oh, wow. I was like, well, either I'm getting settled here or I'm making it work with waffles. So then I moved across the world again. Yeah, the world. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. Holy um, cow. Back, and I moved from New Jersey to, to Minnesota. And, Whoa. well, New Jersey, Israel, Minnesota. And then I'm here. Once I came here and, you know, this campaign was going on for a while with Carrick and everything, we actually recently kind of finished that up. And we transitioned into this. with Yeah, with the, uh, the Time Has Passed campaign, I decided to take a little different spin they basically time travel back in time to stop the calamities that ended the world every time they go back they kind of get to load into a new character well, so they get cool. to try out a lot of different stuff what a sweet setup that's yeah. really cool it's re- they, they really, they really cool enjoy it it's like first time pathfinder 2e all right let's let them play a bunch of different classes and this is how oh, they can do it that's really smart that's yeah that's a great Up way until, to do it. yeah all the other campaigns were D 5e and then this one he was like listening to glass cannon and wanted to try mm, Pathfinder okay. 2E because it was just released and everything, and it was really, really awesome, and we all wanted to give it a shot. And this is the that's the coolest <laughs> way to try it all out. So it's yeah, been really that cool. is a phenomenal idea. That's really smart. So, yeah, but thanks. we all uh, have not met in person <laughs> ever. Nope. And then that's we have been super cool. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. And then we have been streaming it since December. And we have been podcasting it since very late January, like the 30th of January this yeah. year. Holy nice. cow. That's wild. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. When I started our Twitter, I was like, I, I didn't realize. I, I started it almost, it was like 10 days before the one year like anniversary of the first episode. Yeah. We had recorded, nice. which was kind of crazy. You know, and, and that's to what Joe's, Joe said. You know, I don't think we ever started it with the intention of getting any sort of traction mm. outside of our close friend friend group. And so that, yeah. that's why it's been really cool. Like to see people talking about things happening on our show that yeah. we prompt is yeah. surreal. Like, yeah. Amazing. Like that was, was a conversation that we all had when we were starting it was we were like, look, we don't ever imagine that this will take off. But if even one person like enjoys the story we're telling, like we're going to be playing regardless, might as well yes. record it. Right. Yep. And if even one person likes it, worth worth the that's, effort of that's like putting this out there absolutely that's that's me and then we hit at our three-month period we hit 1400 downloads so. and I, rem- I remember for for Thank all you. four of us it was super cathartic a super cathartic moment the first time somebody did a fan art yeah right yeah. like we didn't commission yeah. the art like they just did it because they wanted to and yep. we were all like holy crap that's that was amazing. super surreal for me because up until that point, I had just been doing the art for the show because I, I just like to draw. It was just fun yeah. for me to do. Yep. And then, so yeah, Nick, you know, started posting fan art people were sending on Twitter. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is, this is crazy. You guys have a, you guys have a ton also, which is really cool. Yeah. Like, it's been so awesome. Exciting. Yeah. That is uh, and I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Rin, aka Pink mm. Bones, who <laughs> yeah. is the largest producer of Know Your Role fan art. I think oh, she might be Moist Bones she, now she on Twitter. Oh, did she change it? Yeah. Uh, I think her handle is oh, okay. Still Pink Bones. Yeah. Still Pink Bones. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, um, she's phenomenal. 
No, yeah. I mean, I think one of the most surreal moments for me, it was like, it was late one night, like, like we were already in bed and I was like going through my phone and I had a message and it was from a guy he's, and it was just like, Hey, loving the show. And it was a recording. I was like really confused what was happening. I had to like turn the sound up of what looked like <laughs> molten metal being poured out of like something into another thing. And someone in the background screaming, woo, hell yeah. <laughs> No Moradin. Uh, and then he said something about Relic. I can't remember, but he, he I find out, I follow up with the guy, he works in a, an aluminum factory. Or Oh, that's uh, so cool. Oh, that's wow. wild. And, you know, Relic is a is like a Warforged blacksmith and everything. And so this right. guy oh, really? in New York just like jumps on his camera and I'm just picturing some like aluminum worker somewhere in, you know, New England <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, cool. I remember messaging that the group. We got That's the really cool. most bizarre but cool, and that guy ended up making some of our pixelated fan art that we we've shared before. That's awesome. Wasn't it, dope, wasn't it just like I was gonna say? I, I remember like there was a moment where like I think it was Mashed Fries who was doing like a like there was like a week where it was just like Neko and then Relic and then oh, Jet and I, I like. That, who, was, uh, that was really cool, basically. Mr. Christer draws. That's right. That's who and it was. He did like three. He did three of the four group, like three out of the four. Um, back to back and that was mm-hmm. another one where like we just saw the picture i didn't know he hadn't reached out or anything like uh, until he made it so that's so oh, the group just makes yeah. me draw their own fan art <laughs> <laughs> well so we were doing that with andy for a while because yeah. andy who plays arius on our stream he like used to want to be an animator and i think we just kind of bullied him we're like hey you should just draw that stuff and he's like i don't want i'm not an artist anymore and it's like hey you are like, no, I'm not. like he because he's a he resident had, like, artist now yeah he had like started doing like one art for like, I, I think it might have not even been Arius. I think it was like for the Storm King's Thunder stuff. Mm-hmm. He was making yeah, yeah. pasta. He was making pasta. And, um, <laughs> and then we were like, hey, Andy, remember how you made your character? You should do that with all of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be lying if there's not like a little part of me that when I've offered Joe the chance to join camp D&D campaigns, I'm like, yeah. I mean, if you draw any of the characters... <laughs> <laughs> and so sure enough he did uh he came originally as just like a one-time guest player in my water deep dragon heist game and then did some things that completely altered the yeah, entire you can't get rid of me now bud and I was like, right, fine, <laughs> asshole you can stay <laughs> Amazing. Also, but like your art for know your role stuff though joe is like very cool every time i'm listening to an episode and like a new character comes in i'm like instagram oh there he is oh, this is so thank cool you, man. Yeah, thank you i appreciate that of yeah. the of the f- Four times that I've uh, been to college. I dropped out three times and I got an art degree one. So nice. it's paying <laughs> off. There you 25% go. 25% success rate. <laughs> yeah. I went to school for graphic design and I somehow still have a bachelor's in science. But, you know. <laughs> I was, I, same thing. I graduated with film, but they're like, David Tilstra, bachelor's of science. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know <laughs> science. What are you talking about? So, yeah. No, my uh, <laughs> my only contribution, my only contribution to the Know Your Roll art gallery usually never leaves Skype. It's typically like an MS Paint drawing I've done to help <laughs> the group figure out where we are. Like in one of our episodes where we fight two snake people, mm-hmm. I had a very well done. I think I think Joe would agree. Very well done drawing. You're you're lucky I didn't save that picture. <laughs> uh, so we that need to like another... post it on Twitter, please. I need to. Yeah, <laughs> so that sounds like another Patreon, Nick. <laughs> Nick's art on. I would pay for that. Yeah, that's the a, first that's time. Twenty dollar level, actually. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm not safe it, for I'm work, too. I'm sending it dude. in our, uh, our Discord group chat, but my only contribution is the worst little pencil drawing of the three boys oh, funny. that looks like a kindergartner. Like, I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, no. But this it is, is oh, amazing. I love it. It has inspired. It has inspired. The only time it was actually inspired and quick enough, I, I draw, but I draw like relatively slowly. The only time it was quick enough to be like, okay, here's a quick sketch, is when our, our goblin in the circus campaign raided the missing sheriff's house and yes. put on all of the sheriff's clothes and the oh hat and it was like this is a beautiful scene i have to recreate it <laughs> that sounds like it's such, such a, a D moment too. right yeah. <laughs> small small question uh for for everybody yeah. do you ever when you're playing go like i'm gonna do something because i think it's a dope scene and if I could draw, I would want to draw this scene. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. There's still a moment. There's still a scene from episode 11 of our show that I'm waiting for someone to draw. And I didn't do it because of that. But like immediately as it happened, I was like, holy shit. This needs I to be visual. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask what scene? Cause it's a yeah, scene I don't know what it is. Either. Larry the Aarakocra. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, will say, I, yeah. I was going to say, because you just you brought up the snake fight. And yeah. like. I love, there's so many moments in your guys' show that I love, but like the, the part where you're, you're with Larry and you yeah. have your kind of like, boom, like I was like driving, I like st- stopped my car and pulled it over and I was just like, yes, <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> and then just all the way through the snake fight, I was just like, this is so funny. We did get some <laughs> awesome fan art of the snake fight of, of From Relic. Their friend, the snake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one Patrick did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or yeah, sorry, yeah. Ptolemy. I like, I like, I like messaged that to him. I'm like, dude, check this out. And then he, yeah, it was yeah, so cool. He sent me a message on Discord. I was like, hey, you should, um, you should, you should message Tolomac. He, he made something for you guys. <laughs> That's amazing. He was like, I don't know if I should give it to him. I was like, dude, give it to him. Like, yeah, it's so cool. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> my favorite thing is to show my, show my dad our fan art because he literally could not care. He's like, what's that? Is that a, <laughs> That's the best way. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dad. This, I feel so fulfilled. <laughs> really good point. I, I share that emotion with my girlfriend, who's never played D anD. d She like she loves that I love it, and she's like, I admire your passion for it, and that you have this whole podcast. But she she's never played it. She doesn't listen to our podcast or anything. It just doesn't interest her, you know. Different strokes. Yeah. But after every session, I call her and I'm like, Oh my god! So <laughs> remember how I was telling you, like we were facing down an armada. Well, this is what happened, <laughs> and then she's like, That's awesome. And I'm like, turn. look at this art. And she's like, cool. Is that you? I'm like, no, it, clearly it's not me. There's no anchor. <laughs> there was an amazing, you talked about, you know, what scenes you'd want to see uh, drawn and everything. It would be Waffles' elevator scene if you want to describe Ooh, what happened there. That Waffles, was really what do you got on that I, uh, elevator? This has nothing to do with the stream or the podcast. This is way back then. <laughs> but this was, so I played a wizard in D&D 5e for a while i was playing the lore wizard he kind of specialized i just made him take every lightning and wind spell that i could find like yes. he didn't have fireball as a wizard nothing like that Sick and sacrilege. there was this <laughs> yes, i like purposely didn't want to try to be overpowered but there was this one scene where we're fighting demons off from this canum tower uh and so we're going Ooh. into these mines and there's this elevator shaft that one of the demons was going to go down and he had already beaten us there and he was like halfway down so my character Grizz just took off and in midair polymorphed himself into a giant gorilla and then (laughs) fell down on top of the demon causing the elevator shaft to fall 
and they just battled on a falling elevator. Falling. Hell yeah. It was brilliant. That's was, awesome. Yeah. Those are the moments I love about this these crazy games that we play. It's <laughs> like right? so wait, you're you're a wizard, you flew away, then turned into a gorilla to knock an <laughs> elevator shaft down. And that's like that's While cool. Like, this is all still good. While fighting is, a demon. Yeah, okay. exactly. like, yeah. yeah, I love that. And yeah, all of us were yeah. stuck up there. We were like, how the hell do we help him out? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> My by far like favorite piece of D&D trivia is that the difference between like playing D&D or like another game is like if your brain remembers like you played Halo or something, it remember like the way the brain lights up remembers like that's a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But when you play D&D, it lights up the same way as recalling a personal memory that you lived through, like yeah. something oh, really? you actually did. That's amazing. So. Like when you're playing D and D, yes, it's imagination, but they're your brain interprets it as genuine memories that you you're went making through. Like decisions. that's my favorite. You're making character decisions and yeah. you're experiencing and reacting in real time. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, like I've never swung an anchor and hit somebody, <laughs> but if I think about it, my brain's gonna light up like I actually did <laughs> <Yes>. do that. <laughs> you should consider it, Goofy. They actually do that at a couple CrossFit gyms. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wing anchors. Um, the minute yeah. COVID's done, I'm going to find yeah. a CrossFit gym with anchors. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the, the winsome cutlass CrossFit I, gym. I will say, uh, credit to you, Goofy. That was literally one of the things that, no pun intended, hooked me into from afar. <laughs> I saw the fan art and I was like, is that guy, does he have an anchor on his back? And I was like, oh shit, I have got to watch that. That's incredible. <laughs> I appreciate that because quite literally... It wasn't until like the night before we were going to have our session zero that I had finally figured out my character. And up until that point, I was wrestling with like class and blah, blah, blah. The only thing I knew was I wanted his weapon to be a giant anchor. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. it. It's oh, funny when you hook onto a character concept, you're like, that's it. I'm going to build off of this. <laughs> yep, yeah. That's the one. I originally envisioned this idea of Relic wielding a Warhammer that was essentially an anvil on the end. Until I realized how incredibly absurd that was. But <laughs> what's awesome is the artwork that Rin recently made with the assistance of Inferential Studios, mm-hmm. whose name I'm, INF. I'm blanking on, INF, um, literally made a Warhammer that kind of like, it's very evocative of an anvil. Like it looks almost yeah. like on the end of a, so it was so cool how that That's happened. Really it was like cool. they pulled it from my my brain That's amazing. put it on yeah, paper. Sure. I, never, I never said that. I never described it as looking that way. <laughs> you gave off the I love I love those little moments uh which is like another beautiful thing about putting your game out into the world is like how you're picturing something and then how someone who's just listening and is an audience member pictures it cuz I remember Knox Batty our our first mate on the dis- uh, our Discord server yeah, who's done so much for us she's amazing she messaged me cuz I I'd commissioned her to do a little art for Seacart and she goes hey um Quick question. This might sound weird. Does Seacart's anchor have like blades or like sharpenings on it? I was like, oh no, it's like, it's like a pretty standard anchor. She goes, ah, oh. this whole time I was picturing like that there was attached blades to it. And I just thought that was like the most metal thing ever. And I was like, well, now I want there to be blades on it. I never <laughs> thought have led of that. With I that and I would have said it. yes. <laughs> it does now. It does now. Yeah. I literally messaged David and I'm like, how can we put blades on my anchor? He's like, oh God, yes. you probably have to give it a slaw again. I'm like, no, no. That's been yeah. the first half of our campaign without my anchor because yeah. I kept giving it to people to upgrade. I got to yeah. give David, I've got to give David credit there. That's one of my favorite things about him as a DM is how often you allow the players to describe things into existence. 
like where I can tell you didn't plan for the thing that they just said to exist, but you're like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a thing. Like well, I know like the shark cannon is kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. So. What is it? Patrick, the little carrot illusionist magic goblin was quite literally David made a typo and then we made the bit that he was an actual character and has now become like a fan favorite character <laughs> where on our like a lot of our logo art and stuff will have like a little carrot somewhere. <laughs> nice. Yep. That's yeah. how it goes. That's the best way like you don't expect something and then it just steam like it snowballs into it. <laughs> yes. Yep. By far my favorite part of GME is not knowing what is gonna come from my players and then having to react to it. Yeah. We had a we had a moment in our latest episode where I like to think I really threw like a wrench in Joe's plans. <laughs> I came to find out later it was really just kind of a like a little bit of a of a, a side swipe um, mm-hmm. that he brought it back on track. But yeah, that is something you know you don't try to do as a player, but you just never know what the DM is thinking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it's t- you know typically, so yeah, I think like the best DMs just find a way to like roll with it so, rather than saying no, no, you can't. Do, the yeah. door's locked. It's adamantium bound, yeah. and you you can't go in there. You've got to go that way. Like, yeah. Because right. then players start to. I think that then you become. It's like an inception when you know you're in the dream and yeah. it starts yeah. falling apart. That's what ha- like. Then you start noticing the rails, and you're like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. we're not actually. We don't have any agency here. Yep. Yeah. I actually. I actually told her today, you can't plan for everything, so just yeah. don't plan for anything. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I have. In my uh, D&D career and role-playing game career of like the last five or six years have pretty much primarily like 95% of that time have always been the DM, save for like one shots and stuff. And then From Afar Podcast and Quest for Atlantis is my first time with like a long-term player. And I always am like sitting in my seat, like just shouting out David in my mind and then typically post-stream, post-recording because I'm like, dude. I honestly thought I was playing into what you were doing. And then you told me, like, I didn't expect you guys to do any of this. I was like, my bad. I didn't mean to throw you all the way off. I was trying to, like, respect the work you've done. And here well, I am just crapping all over it. Well, that's probably like, I don't know, or maybe the other DMs and GMs in the in the chat or the stream can, can add to this. That's actually, like, one of my favorite parts because, like, obviously we have these, like, stories, like, the beats of these stories laid out. And it's like, Cool. I would like to get to X, Y, or Z, but like, that's just, that's only your story. But like, then once you get the other players involved in it, it's like, they'll, they'll take it off in such beautiful, amazing directions. And then, then it becomes the group activity to like bring it back. And I, it just, it may, it always to me has made this like every time in from afar when you guys have like taken it off the rails, it's always made it better. And so like, you mean know, like when we sought out the Lord's Alliance that we were yeah that was that was a strange part. <laughs> like, like, I'm gonna go find those guys that are trying to kill me. I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that was that was yeah. a, that was a scary moment. And, yeah, can, can David and Joe? Can you guys tell us? I mean, I guess without spoiling too much, but like, what mm-hmm. is? Or maybe that was the moment for you, like the moment, the biggest like oh shit moment where the players did something that you were not expecting or not not planning. Huh. You got one, Jeff? Not off the top of my head. Yeah, right. So, like, two times, I was like giving these these fools the plot hook. I was like, "All right, here it is. This is this whole thing is called the quest for Atlantis." And there's a guy literally being like, "Hey, 
go find Atlantis. And I think oh. it was it was you, Gooby. You were like, yeah. I don't want to do it. I was like, oh, gosh. Well, so, okay. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> like, in that moment, like, Seacart's a sailor. Like, he, mm-hmm. he was sailing the seas. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Atlantis, like, he's probably heard of it. It's a legend, you know? And so the guy's, like, telling us all about Atlantis. And Seacart's reaction was like, guys, this guy's crazy. Clearly, it doesn't exist. And Dave even told me afterwards, he was like, dude, you, like, stopped me up so hard because I did not expect mm-hmm. anyone to say, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like kind of what I was saying earlier, like that that gave a moment for like you, Andy, and Christian. Yeah, like, you came together in that moment, and like then it, then that's what I was saying. It's like this the story it, it took it out of my court, and then you guys made it your story, and then put it back into my court, and then it's like okay, now this is why we're doing it. And, like that's really cool because like it took it away from this like stupid like I'll give you money to go find this city to like. This is why I, we as players want to go do this thing. Like, so like for a moment, I, it was like, Oh shit. But then you guys like started talking about it and you made it yours, which is really cool. And then the next time, which we actually didn't, we didn't get to was there's a moment where like they're hiding in this room and they're, they're, they're hiding from like the Lord's Alliance. And I set it up. I'm like, there's a lot of people outside the door. Do not go outside the door. And Goo was like, I'm going to go answer the door. I was like, <laughs> oh god damn it like, yeah so that I was to go talk to them i just yeah. listened to that episode mm. one of waffles so, yeah. homebrew rules not homebrew rules but one of the things that like stuck with me when i first was talking to him about because i was relatively new to D as a whole when i joined their uh mm. session my best friend of also like 10 plus years we would play a lot together we just picked it up together and then, like, a year later, I was like, let me join other people. And I joined this. But so, you know, he, he had the most experience he played since he was little. And I learned mm-hmm. a lot about it from him. And his his main thing was everybody needs to come into the story with their own. How do you phrase it? Like, uh, everyone has their own motivation to be there. Yes. Yeah. So, like, when, when I'm telling people to create their characters, it is you have to come up with your character's reason to be a part of this. Yep, dude. That's, really that's cool. not. That is job. literally what I tell all of my groups. Like, uh, so I run another campaign. We're doing Descent into Avernus. Uh, it's like with my sister, one of my friends, and, and a couple other people. And like, that's always my one of my two rules is you need to come up with your character's reason for being part of this group. Yeah. It like Solid. it's not up to me to give you reasons to stay. Exactly. You need to have that drive. My other rule is I don't want to role play sex stuff. We'll just cut the (laughs) away and we'll pick it back up. Two solid rules. (laughs) Yeah. I think the whole, the whole idea of being a part, I had the same thing with my water deep. Like I made like a session zero primer that Mm. was like, here are the things like to to set the tone of the campaign. Like, Hey, this is going to take place in a city with laws and guards who are more than likely going to be able to overwhelm you. If you just start treating this like a typical, you know, crazy murder hobo, hobo campaign. That was <laughs> do. Um, but yeah, that, but then also like, please don't play that lone rogue. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, it's just not <laughs> fun for anyone else at the table. Like, why are you here? Yeah. You right. know, go, yes. go play a video game where you're the only player because like, that's what that to me. Yeah. Is what, be be as edgy and broody as you want. That's yeah, not the problem. Still be part of the party. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Brood, brood away. Personality is personality, but you still need to That's have your own motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the fun for me has been, and you'd have to listen to our show a little bit to get a, a feel for this is like, I didn't actually necessarily make them come up with a reason for being where they're being because there are reasons for them to maybe not know why they're doing what they're doing. And they're, 
I think some yeah. of the fun for me is making them, it's almost like an existential thing. Like figure out while you're doing it, why you're doing it. Like, why are you here? Figure that out on your own. Let's let the, the path kind of unfold before you. Um, and your character can have that journey as well. Yeah, like, exactly. I think that's fun to listen out. to. Yeah. To, to listen to them, figure that out. If I can jump back real quick to, uh, to getting thrown off by our players. Um, yeah, they're two. Okay, go for it. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, there's two um, two big like... moments that I thought of, um, and I think it was Nick both times actually. Um, <laughs> but um, appropriate because it was one... me both times for David. Yeah, there you go. One was on the train, and I won't give away exactly what happened, but there was mm. a character that I I thought I had set up as being like a villain, like this is a villain, uh, and I fully expected the party to kill him, and they didn't. And that threw me off entirely because I was like, all right, maybe, maybe I got to do something with this guy. I thought he was going to be dead by now. Uh, and it ended up like a, a bunch of shit happened after that. The context being the party didn't kill this character because Relic was like, hey, wait, yeah. let's not do this. And the rest of the party was like, ah, I don't know. I kind of think we should. Everybody that, wanted to kill him. Yeah. As like a listener, though, that was such a cool moment because like there was a, there was a moment where like, Nick, you were like, hold on, like, the, the momentum is moving this way, but you were like, this isn't what I would do. And you had this like really cool moment, like talking to everyone. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, Joe, you had to like uh, deal with that later, but sorry. Keep- yeah. yeah. No, well, I mean, that was, I love that Nick did that because it could have been very straightforward, but he injected this morality into it, which is like perfect for his character. Cause that's who relic is. And it allowed me to do a lot more interesting stuff with that character that ended up surviving a little longer than I intended. <laughs> which yeah. was really fun. Uh, yeah, and I think contributed to a lot of like, it, it probably doubled the length of that train arc, honestly. Um, <laughs> and the, the other moment was uh, in episode one and it was also Nick and I had introduced a character, fan favorite Billups. Everybody fucking hates this dude, but I love him. He's my beautiful son. <laughs> I think, uh, I think Nick immediately rolled insight on him or something and figured out that he was evil. Like he was just this cute little frog boy and Nick like got a natch 20 on, on insight. And I was like, yeah, he's lying to you. It just like right off the bat derailed my whole thing. I had a, a moment when I listened to that. Like I had, my heart went out to you when like you were like, <laughs> Nick's like, I want to roll on that nat 20. I was like, oh, damn it. Yeah. yeah, he's lying. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what's funny about the – now the, the Billups thing was great because, Joe, that was actually one of the very first pieces of fan art you showed us. You, like, dragged it into the Skype chat, and it was Billups. And it was, like, a yeah. little frog with, like, galoshes <laughs> and like, a little, little hat and a staff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Let me just insight this guy. And yeah. that happened. But what's funny about the, this, the train scene that Joe mentioned, I was in real life. Like, I felt – awful about it to the point that I messaged him that night and I was like, Hey, I hope I didn't like throw things off or make it awkward with the group because like I, I maybe, I think I was getting too into relic. I was like actually mad at the group. I was like, what? No, like, (laughs) why are you doing this? Because in my, I was like in his head, headspace Mm -hmm. and he was like, what? No, dude, it was, it was, I made for like in like probably one of the more dramatic moments of the show. And I think already like discontent and that like friction, I think makes great, like great drama. And so. I, he made me feel a lot better about it. He's like, oh, no, dude, it's fine. I mean, everyone cool. still makes fun of Relic for being a goody two-shoes. But, <laughs> but I mean, I will say, That's like, good stuff, though. in in that moment, if you had, like, gone through with it, that would have been, like, a terrible freaking thing to do. <laughs> like, yeah, and it, it wouldn't have been what Relic would have done. Yeah. It, like, confirmed, yeah, it, it really confirmed what was... Like, it, I remember, I was like, okay, so the party was right, and that's fine. And that was reflected in Relic later on. He started to get a little bit more character development and saying like, 
yeah, maybe this isn't, maybe my, my worldview of black and white isn't totally on par. On the on the topic of derailing waffles, did you have any uh, GM stories? Oh yeah, to attempt not to give too many spoilers because it happened recently in the time it's past campaign. They are very slowly realizing that they're collecting relics of these relics? like long lost Ooh. relics. Uh, some of them are of gods, others are not, but they're kind of these items that are growing in power with them and. The most recent one that they collected, I had next to zero intention of it being a... Yeah, this is Syrup. So it's everybody's other that messed everything up. <laughs> but I had next to zero intention of this thing being a puzzle ball. And mm. she was like, well, I have games lore. Is it a puzzle? And she <laughs> rolled really well. And I was oh, just no. like, yeah, you know. You went like, with it. You, you do this, you do this, and... You pop open the puzzle ball and you get the orb inside it. And it's based like just out of nowhere. It wasn't even meant for her. And now it's with Mine her character. <laughs> yeah. Those moments are yeah, fun. Some they, crazy they suck, stuff. They suck a lot, but also just like gives you a chance to flex those muscles of like, all right, well now, oh, cause like we've, we've talked about this before. It's like in the realm of streaming and podcasting, like if something happens on air, like it is 100% canon. So, yeah. like, then it's like, all right, from that point on, how are we going to, like, make this work within the campaign setting? So It's kind of a great lesson for DMs, though, because, like, when I started this, I was writing so many, like, detailed campaign notes for, like, how the session was going to go. And now I just go into it, like, here's the name of the town. Here's five people they might run into. Here's the buildings there are. And then just kind of let them go. When Learning I, how to let Whenever go. I DM, yeah. uh, and especially when I DM for these boys... <laughs> My whole gambit is like, I have beats that I want to happen. Yep. Yep. And aside from that, I just sort of give myself like blocks that I can slot in wherever they might end up. So like an NPC, but I don't know. I don't go like, this is definitely like the barkeep. I go like, this is a person. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so when they're, they're like, oh, we're not going to go to the barkeep. Dave wanted to go to a tailor in a one shot we ran. And I was like, okay, this person that was going to be something else is now that tailor. Like, yep. here mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. So- um, one of my favorite things to do, I kind of pick like a keystone. I pick like one thing and I, I say like, I'm going to open up the session. Like, I'm going to describe that thing. And I might have a couple of bullet points written in my like OneNote document. But I just kind of see what they're going to follow. And like one way I did that with my home game, which is a Waterdeep campaign, is by like every four to five sessions, I print out a newspaper article, like a like a front page with like three or four stories, all of which usually have some tangential connection to them and often reflect something they've done, like oh, that's local cool. warehouse that burns really down mysteriously. And then I kind of see cool. what they follow. And I like literally put it on the table. I don't read it, you know, out loud to them. And throughout the session, they might like look at it and someone will be like, hey, it says there's something here about some like, thief named the yada yada should we look into that and that way i've like put some breadcrumbs out and that way i don't plan all four of those stories i just yeah. see, right. like what comes no that's awesome that's actually that's, that's really genius. smart yeah, that's really good was actually it's oh, sorry go for no, it no, i was gonna say like, this is perfect for everyone to be able to like steal each other's like resources yeah. in this sense and i wanted to kind of tangentially uh jump into what you guys have in your back pockets and that's not that's gms that's players that's just like what resources you guys find the most useful for you guys that's a good question 
I think the DMs can start that one. Yeah, I mean, I I stick like pretty closely to D and D Beyond, but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of cool stuff on there. I also just like to just like to Google stuff. Like if I don't if I don't know how to resolve something or how to come up with a stat block for something, I'll just see. Inevitably, somebody else has probably already done it. There's tons of blogs out there in in terms of like coming up with homebrew monsters and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to do a lot of homebrew stuff in our campaign, so searching the internet for somebody who may have done something similar before. And then I always bounce ideas off Nick uh, and our friend Samaj, who is also an excellent DM and who is showing up in our show now. So listen to our latest episodes as a guest player. But um, yeah, just bouncing stuff off other DMs, especially because I'm less experienced. Yeah, I was going to say, Joe is saying that he's bouncing ideas off of us. But as far as story progression with Know Your Role goes, and Jasmine just mentioned this in the chat, Joe texts my wife the entire higher like i don't know she was scrolling for so long the day that he sent her he's like hey here's the entire storyline to know your role and she just kept like looking over at me and just like i'm like what is happening like are is he sending you nudes because like sending you nudes <laughs> ironically i i misheard him i heard sending you dudes and that makes it better yeah it's just pictures of nick it's not a big deal yeah um no, but yeah, I, I had I had to do this. I had to confide in Hillary because like everybody, it's great friends of mine who are on the show with me. And then at the beginning, it was just our friend group who was listening to it. So I had nobody to confide in. Oh, no. And so I eventually went to her and I was like, please, can I just dump all this on you? Like, I need to tell somebody about what I'm doing. And she won't tell <laughs> yes. me anything. Like, yes. like But like, okay, Excellent. but you can, what's going on with Relic? <laughs> He's like, no, no. That's hilarious. She's sworn to secrecy. It's funny you say that, Joe, because I know me and David uh, have talked about it on the phone more than once. Being a DM is the hard, like, because the players are all excited about things, like after session, and they're all talking, and like you want to mm-hmm. talk with them, yes. but you can't necessarily pull that curtain back for them to like be all the way there with you. You can't share with them all of your excitement because you can't give things away and it's it's like having this sort of like inside joke with just yourself that you want others (laughs) to be a part of but you can't because it'll ruin it for them yeah after stream nights that's exactly what waffles is we we stay on the line a little bit chat and everything we're all like hype and excited about what just happened then we go upstairs to like eat dinner and watch tv and he's just like i want to see what happened so bad like i I have a really bad dm habit of Sometimes at the end of sessions, I'm like, all right, I have to tell you what I was going to do if you assholes hadn't done that. <laughs> this was going to be, yeah. so, you know, and like, I know yeah. I try not to because like you, you don't want to like fully reveal the illusion behind the curtain. But like, there are definitely things that, you know, especially when it's like, there's no chance of that happening now. I just want right. to let you know. Yeah. Once it's off the table, it's, it is mm-hmm. funny. I think it is fun for the players as well. Like it doesn't, I get the whole like keeping the magic and everything, but we still don't know what happens next. And it's just about, you know, oh, did we really mess you up that bad? Like, is that really what would have happened? And that's really exciting as well. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, Samaj, if you're here in the chat, um, that warehouse you guys burned down in Waterdeep (laughs) had a thousand gold worth of silver bars (laughs) (laughs) that you didn't check. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. That sounds like they deserve that. I tried to to get you guys there, but. That's so funny. (laughs) Unlucky. We have luck. Instead of looting this warehouse, chat. let's burn it but. down. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Hashtag spoilers to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone else, everyone else who plays Waterdeep in this moment is not going to burn any warehouses <laughs> down. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, warehouse. Everywhere else. 
to circle back around, I think most of my resources would just be like my own time that I've spent learning. So like I used to use a bunch of NPC name generators or like treasure loot generators. And now I just know a lot of it or know what I would want to plug in there. So I just make my own list of 10 NPCs they might run into, 10 shops they can find, like that kind of thing. And then I pull randomly where they are. Nice. That's smart. We've talked about like the general, like where we get our resources from, maps and things like that. Do you guys, how do you guys handle that challenge, especially if it's online and stuff like that? (laughs) Yeah, Joe, how do you handle maps? (laughs) (laughs) We don't. (laughs) <laughs> um, we did Same all all theater of the mind stuff for like the first year. Honestly, I only started messing with maps recently and in a very limited capacity. Um, the first time I tried to use a map, I had I screen shared with like a it was basically MS Paint, and I was just like moving little guys around because I can't figure out Roll Twenty for the life of me. <laughs> it's um, the stupidest. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, so so Nick's learning it right now, and and he's gonna share all that knowledge with me, obviously. Yeah, but um, the last thing we did that was super lo-fi and worked really well, which I I had seen someone online do this, and I wish I could properly accredit them for it. But um, just making a a Google slide uh, and sharing edit access with everyone, so like I can lock the background in and just put a simple grid in there and then basically put tokens in. And since everyone has edit access, they can just move their little guys around and we can still handle the rolling and all of that outside, like not have any of that integration and keep it. Wait, Joe, you, you have described roll 20 though. That's, that <laughs> is what very, you do. <laughs> it's a very low-fi roll twenty. Though. It's a roll twenty. I can wrap my head around. Which is a, <laughs> it's a roll 10. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I will say, I know I'm not a real DM because I don't have a podcast, but you at totally home, are. I, I super rely on DMs Guild. Um, I love supporting people on there. That's where I've got, like, I probably have, like, 15 to 20 supplements related to Waterdeep. Like, I didn't necessarily buy each and every one. Some of them came, like, a bundle. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like 100 random city encounters with, like, you know, here, here's like a, basically like a two to four sentence description with like, these are the stats you would use for the enemies and things like that. I mean, I, I think that they, like one day I wish, I hope that I'll have enough time and dedication to get something up on DMs Guild, but I think it's, I think it's just such a cool resource. And I love, that is my favorite thing about fifth edition. I know, I know it existed in different forms prior to 5e and, and I'm not sure if Pathfinder, ha- they're up on DMs Guild too, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's such a cool way to get people, you know, my wife's a teacher. And when I told her about DMs Guild, she's like, oh yeah, it's like teachers pay teachers. And mm-hmm. there's like a bunch mm-hmm. of teachers that just share their resources online and you buy them for like a dollar, $2, $5. And it's a cool way. I think I love Wizards of the Coast and I love Curse, but like rather than, uh, you know, supporting these multi-million dollar companies, yeah. you're, um, you know, supporting like usually yeah. smaller people like us. A little more local. Yep. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's really awesome. Yes. Um, and then the other, the other, the other tool I like, I, I kind of already referenced this, but like props, I love props in D and I love it. Like coins or like healing potions. Mm. Like I've got yeah. some yes. right here that like, I love to like put these out on the table and have people, I just think it's obviously D and D is nerdy enough Pathfinder, you know, on its own, but I just like, oh, I can't help but make it more so, um, with props. Amazing. That's one of my favorite things to do. That is, that's something that, that we is, feel that we miss out oh. being online. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, like we we decided way back in Storm Kings, like we used to do roll twenty. We used to do all like the cool like maps and stuff. But then like 
uh, one day we were just like, if we're going to do this with the podcast, like, instead of just saying like, oh, I moved there, I moved this guy over here, like, we're like, we gotta, we gotta practice doing it, like, all theater of the mind. And I feel like we missed out on so much, like, like all the cool minis, like the cool dungeon, like tiles, all the 3D yeah. dungeon stuff, right. like, like, yeah, like all the props and stuff. It just, it, it feels yeah. Like and like one, out. one thing that I do feel like we sometimes miss out on in theater of the mind versus like having a grid is a little bit more like the tactical sort of plays you can make because when you're trying to keep track of everything and keep track of what you want to do all in your head, sometimes there's those blank spots. And like, what is it? When we were fighting like the oozes, we edited it just a little bit because there was like a 20 minute breakdown of like, okay, wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> What's on the battlefield? Where is it? And like, we were like right. trying to describe everything yeah. and like we all came up with a different number of enemies that were still <laughs> remaining. <laughs> yeah. And then David was like, okay, wait, hold on. This is how many there are. Like, <laughs> forget everything. This is what we're looking at. Yeah. What was then- funny in that moment is I was like, all right, guys, stop it. I'm the DM. This is the way it is. And Christian's yeah. like, I've been taking notes and that's actually wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn it. I'm sorry. As any episode we have where combat lasts more than one episode, there's mm. like 12 guys at the end of the last episode. Now it's five. I don't fucking yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a particularly chaotic episode where Joe, for some insane reason, had us fighting zombies that could their parts could fall off of them and then get their own separate actions. Oh, so wait. we were like, okay, zombie one his arm is over here, but zombie two's <laughs> head is hit. It was absolutely insane. We're dealing Joe with all 20, uh, like, theater of the mind versus, like, describing what you're doing. But we've just, like, we've talked about, you know, we've used Roll20 for so long and we're all really comfortable with it. And mm-hmm. he makes really awesome maps on Incarnate that Hell we yeah. want to utilize. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, that's I am jealous of your ability because I tried <laughs> to use Incarnate and I was like, oh, it's, it's I'm a not learning curve at switching all. to, like, getting your head to switch into isometric oh, view when yeah. you can't actually like turn stuff a certain way when you really yeah. want to. I yeah. learned Photoshop and that incarnate is like a mystery to me. <laughs> yeah. I've just been using, so I, I started using roll 20 for the first time a month ago and I, I, I strictly, my, my uh, Google search history was just mm. like 80 different versions of like free roll 20 maps, roll 20 yeah. maps, free, like all, because there's so many good ones out there. Yeah, I couldn't even, I tried doing a map once and it was disastrous. Yeah, kind of circling back to what you guys were saying about going theater of the mind and everything. I actually tagged my players today, like right before this podcast, and we are going to very soon attempt uh, taking the grid off of Roll20 and having that just be kind of a theater of the mind, but there's a map there. Like, okay, that's about a move action, ready to go. Yeah, less measuring, more using your terrain. And yeah, like, I move behind this tree, not yeah. I move up 10 feet. Like, there's a, I don't remember the name of the system, but there's a game that relies on this, the, the it's like zones. So there's like melee, yeah. uh, mid, ranged, and then like, yep. you know, basically, and so you can only be in one yeah. of four zones. And the DM's job is to describe like a few bullet points for each of the, each of the areas on the map. And so, yeah, I, I can't, the name's escaping me now, but it's a, a cool way. A lot of, a lot of narrative games do that. There's a uh, Fate and Scion both use. Zones. I was gonna say that sounds fate, like Fate. fate might be it. Yeah, yeah, Fate's a lot bigger than Scion, so it's yeah. probably that one. But they both. A lot of like narrative based games will use zones like that, which I think is really good. We haven't really played an off air game since we started the podcast, and like, there is something when. So the name of our show is Know Your Role. 
obviously play on words r-o-l-e-r-o-l-l which is uh the catchphrase of my my good oh, friend shit. Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson yeah um, yeah so every I, NPC I on our show here. is the rock <laughs> <laughs> they all look um, like him there's a nice a small bit of spoilers for anyone who is not quite caught up on <laughs> Anna from afar yet. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. That's it. I mean, very, very. We actually get movie. Dwayne The Rock Johnson on our, yeah. our, our podcast. I met him in LA once and he's like, um, dude, do you play D&D? I was like, yeah. He's like, so do I. And I was yeah. like, all right, here we go. Wow. Um, Can I just not say, sure. not sure. There was another, um, there was another, uh, D&D live stream in one of the other discords I'm in. They just very casually shared, uh, oh, we're, we just released our next episode of D&D. We're playing with Dominic Monaghan, uh, who I'm what? sure everyone in the stream knows played, uh, Marietta Brandybuck yes. in Lord of the Rings. And I was like, oh man, let me go check these guys out. They must have like thousands of followers. And I think they had like 250 or 300. And I asked them, I was like, how did you guys connect with him? And they were like, Oh, we just messaged him on Instagram and asked if he wanted to play D and D. And I like, <laughs> wow! I like ran out of my house and ran around the house like screaming. <laughs> yes. Like, why didn't I DM <laughs> Dominic Monaghan to join us? Oh my gosh! Lesson learned. Oh, Everybody man. on Instagram, open it up right now and start messaging. Yeah, I'm about to start Are messaging everybody. I'm holding out for Elijah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, man, that's too good. Sorry, I took us off on a tangent. No, no, no that's that was a, that's a, that was a great. That was tip. a great tangent. <laughs> I yes. I should I should have to say it's a uh, helpful goat gaming is the name of the group so okay. I don't okay. shout out helpful you goat story gaming and not share them <laughs> yeah well done I'm gonna go follow them right now there yeah. you go helpful goat gaming shout what out. was the question you asked a second ago uh, I, I think remember. we started with the tools for DMs but somehow we ended up there <laughs> talking about that's Dominic. the best way to go about it so what I wanted <laughs> from, from this I wanted from to DM tools to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Every, that sounds like the name of the best tool. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. He is just such a delight though. Like Oh yeah. <laughs> really? Everything he is does and is in, I'm just like, man. I literally so can't nice. imagine how amazing he would be a D. It would be incredible. It would be incredible. I I feel like I follow him on Instagram and like he's always posting photos or he's like working out and stuff, but then he's like hanging out with his like kids and i'm just like yeah uh, how are you so perfect you know that like, <laughs> like yeah that, that that phrase about like whether a president is electable or not like he looks like the guy i'd like to like have a beer with Absolutely. i like think about people like i'd like to play D D with that kid. Mm-hmm. that's the that's yes. your like scale <laughs> yeah yep yeah right. so before this is all over in the yeah. next however many years somebody on this stream has to get Dwayne the rock johnson to play with one of us or done. all of us i don't care done. it's done all right, easy. Admitted. I mean, we are called Know Your Role. I mean, I think no. I think it's <laughs> if, if anybody, it would be y'all. He's so probably going to actually be like, "No, I won't join." Also, I'm suing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Goofy, Goofy, I think uh, the Rock is maybe with you in the room. Can I speak with him, please? Is he with you? Oh yeah, he's actually right here. Uh, sorry, my camera's not working. Uh, What's that? <laughs> if he could just speak, if he could just speak into the mic a little bit and say a couple of his famous catchphrases, that would be enough to prove to us that he's here. Do you smell what I'm cooking? Oh, yeah, he is. Is. Right, oh he's he's got to go. He actually has a plan to catch. Sorry, guys. How long do you think it would take for someone to make a joke in his game about him rolling perception to see if 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 <laughs> see what they're cooking? Yeah, see what they're cooking. <laughs> or it'd be a smell a smell based perception check. Yeah, yeah. Well, he would be a blood hunter. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. for sure. Of course. Did we all? <laughs> hey, I know we didn't do this at the start of the show. Can we do like a quick shout out of like who the other people on our show are? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. for sure. Do it. 
We've got Gorlax, who is our Goliath Bloodhunter, played by Marvin, um, who is the Clown Prince on Twitter. And then we've got Jeff, who play or who is played by Beans, uh, who's Young Hachi on Twitter. And then Neko is played by Jasmine, who is Snorientation on Twitter. I believe so. That's Snow Leopard or Slow Slow Neppard. Slow Slow Neppard. I love it. Of course, Joe, who did not want to be on this shirt. I want to shame him in front of all of you. He did not want to be on this shirt when I was ordering it. He was like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And like, I adamantly refused. Represent. I'm not a character. Yes, you're all the characters but us. I'm behind that, Joe. In the, uh, in the From Afar Discord, as soon as Nick like was like, hey, check this out. We made these shirts. Like, 15 people were like, we want that shirt. And then, so we, we all bought Know Your Roll shirt. Yeah, nice. I should say, they're Thank not you. like, we don't have like a real merch store up. I would love to get one eventually. These were just ordered through like a, a, a shirt company. Um, and yeah, hopefully, yeah, it would be great if we could eventually get to that. Are, are you guys, do you, do either waffles or, uh, from afar? Do you guys ever plan on doing any kind of merch thing or? Oh, for sure. No, yeah. I, obviously we want to try and do stuff. It's just, I don't know, for, for me, Personally, it's just kind of weird being like, we're doing this for fun. And then like, here's money aspects to it. But I also understand yeah. like, but uh, actually Patrick, who is uh, Ptolemic, we are working on a few designs and a few extra things, but it's probably going to be like, like what you guys had, just like very small print, very, and then tell Small me. runs. Yeah. Yeah. Small yeah. Uh, we, we've actually gotten a couple of quotes for just like the, the from afar logo, like on like the front or back of a shirt. And we're looking into making a small order soon. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Check yeah, it out. I just uh, opened up, like, not like live live yet, but I just opened up a, a store for us. And I'm, I'm working on the designs and stuff for it because we're, uh, that's my where thing. Where could one find this store? If, where, uh, where might that be findable? Yeah. It's not live yet. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to leave this tab on my windows or my computer open until you are ready. And I'll just put it on there. <laughs> I think it is so. actually... There's like the sticker available right now. Oh yeah, now. just the sticker just the I sticker think right, right now. now. But it's um on Society Six. Waffles Maple Syrup on Society Six. That's but awesome. We're big dreamers, so we do everything kind of slow. So oh, yeah. I have a Patreon ready to roll out that we basically swore that we're not gonna roll out until after COVID's over. Probably a good call. You know, like we say every stream, we're like don't sub to us. COVID sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Just go tell a friend, you know? Yeah. And that yeah. honestly is the best way to help. We, we're just, we don't need the subs. We want you guys to tell your friends. That's how you get the word. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then I'm about to get into dice making, so. <laughs> nice. Ooh. We were talking about that in the, awesome. uh, From Afar Discord, I think. We were talking about dice Yeah, making. someone just brought that up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I always wanted to do that. Yeah. yeah. So actually, actually, in my job, out of like podcasting and everything, I work with any and every kind of epoxy and polyaspartic resin so i feel like i oh, have wow. a leg up <laughs> I, w- I would absolutely say you do have a leg up yeah. <laughs> i said i'll paint i'll paint the minis and i'll paint the yeah, exact yeah. numbers and he'll make the dice and we're perfect there we go <laughs> hey let us know when those Dang. go for sale i will absolutely jump <laughs> yeah, in. yeah that. that's and actually here in my day job i just make drinks i can't turn that into dice i mean i'll switch know I don't know, man. Could you make dice that can get you drunk if you put them in your mouth? Is that yes. a thing? It's Do I have something? Ice molds, and you just ice. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Well, okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> I would I yeah. would get in on that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get too far past it, uh, the shout outs for the other yeah. people oh. on the other oh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're good at tangents. 
I totally forgot about that. <laughs> David, if you'd like to, to shout out the other boys. Oh, yeah. So, Goodval, who is just down below me, or where are you? <laughs> yeah, this? yeah, he's right below. He's you're right below me. At Goodval Talks on Twitter. Uh, Andy, who plays Arius Onos on our The Hobgoblin Samurai on From Afar. You can find him at Glitaro. He still has that high school uh, situation. <laughs> he's had that on. handle for a long time. Yeah. What is that a reference to? Is that, is that it's, some- it's like a amalgamation of like the weird word, a weird way to say guitar and like happy. And it's like this, it's just kind of, we we'll have to ask him. Maybe, maybe we'll do it on, on a, on a podcast one of these days. Okay. So yeah, uh, uh, you can find Andy who plays Arius Onos, the Hobgoblin Samurai, uh, at Guitar. You can find, find Good Volley plays Seacart Nozagar, the, uh, wow. Human Paladin. <laughs> human Conquest Paladin. <laughs> so, I'm so, so basic. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Human Conquest Paladin uh, at Give All Talks, and you can find Christian who plays Kippa Willowind, the halfling glamour bard at Hoagie yeah. Spinella on okay. Twitter. Nice. I feel like between, oh, sorry, just to, between both uh, Know Your Roll and From Afar, both Nox, Batty, and uh, Rin definitely deserve a shout out as well because yeah. they've done so much for both of our uh, both of our dang things that we're doing. Yeah. If so, I didn't, sure. I told Rin this, if I didn't have a, a very recently born daughter, I would have had the fan art she made of Know Your Role as the Hobbits as my phone background. But, um, in this born case, daughter. it's the one mm. thing that might supersede a Lord of the Rings themed fan art of my movie group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But what about you, Waffles and Serp? All right. So we rolled two campaigns, so this might be a little long-winded. I'll see if I go can remember it. all of them. We have, and a lot of them aren't on Twitter, so at least I don't have to go through that. <laughs> uh, we have Carrick, who plays Scrag, a goblin alchemist in the Extinction Curse. And his last character in Time Has Passed, even though we're about to change over, As was a... As a reminder, a... we jump back at different characters a lot, so that's going to also come. Yeah. <laughs> So his last uh, no. character in Time Has Passed was Jasper, a, I think, elf sorcerer. We have Varso, who plays Mikael. Um, he constantly switches classes every time, <laughs> but keeps the same name. Uh, his last character was a barbarian. We have Syrup, who plays as Spring Breeze Meadow. Ooh. And that is a Leshy in Extinction Curse. Which is and like a little she- fine thing. Yep, and then she plays as Tanigal, a green-skinned human monk. <laughs> There's a glitch in the Matrix. Just... Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> Traveling didn't green... work properly. No, it yeah. was great. It actually got us into a lot of trouble at the last place we, we went down. They were like... It's true. Oh, well. <laughs> Watch uh, to find we out. Tune in. Tune in and find out. Tune in. Love it. Nice we have play. Moss, who plays Thovis, a dwarven barbarian in Extinction Curse, and Baldrin, a door fighter and time has passed we have seth who plays cole and extinction curse goodness gracious this is getting winded (laughs) yeah he is a warlock in extinction curse and then he plays leon who is a cleric of saren ray our joke is he always plays four letter uh names so it's like seth leon (laughs) cole and i never remember anymore (laughs) so so gross then we have odalisa who or we have actually her name's what's her name Sydney yeah Sydney <laughs> I call it sorry she's got so many different names uh, Sydney who is Moss's girlfriend and she plays Odalisa a elven rogue in our extension curse yeah so wow. I 
I didn't awesome. know that Saren yeah. Ray was an actual canon god from from Pathfinder. My yeah. first introduction yeah. to Saren Ray was through Critical Role. Yes. So in, I, in one. So when you just mentioned that, I literally turned and I like Googled, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't know that. It's like today I learned. I just had always assumed it was like straight out of Matt Mercer's head. So that's Critical cool to, Role started with Pathfinder, so they just translated yep. their gods over. Yeah. Yes, a lot you know of their a, a lot of their custom like made gods and domains uh, i think like 80 percent of them are from pathfinder and then he throws in one or two i was wondering that because I, I i haven't listened to all of critical role but like the part i listened to i think vex has like the returning daggers that he throws yep and i was like i was like shit that's a really cool item i'm pretty sure that's only a pathfinder <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe maybe matt just like brought it over but like yeah no he did he also brought over the boots of haste which i mean i'm yeah. getting really nerdy in the paint here but like right. they broke 5e like they weren't meant to exist in 5e so like vex can do impossible stupid things because matt was like oh, yeah sure you can bring that over here mm-hmm. and there was just like something different about him that yeah they, he, he's talked about it later on he's like he had them for too long for me to like take them away. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, both Vex and Vax were also just like such great characters that like <laughs> it's hard to be like, don't do that really cool thing that you wanted to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like how I like in the Adventure Zone to jump to another another great great D and D show uh, when Griffin would make custom magic items for the group or or allow people in the community to, and they would oh, break. Them. So like, yeah. This whole trap, like uh, portable jacuzzi or the pocket spa, I can't remember. Pocket spa. Oh oh my gosh, it's so good. And they immediately used it to like kidnap someone. And he was like, oh (laughs) God, that's not, it was supposed to be a short rest. But he's like, yeah, sure. You can put someone in the pocket spa. I think I'm really sad the pocket spa is not called the Spocket. Yeah. Oh, oh man, uh, missed opportunity. Dang. Missed opportunity for Dang, Griffin, Griffin, where you at? Edit that. That was always one of my favorite parts of, of the adventures. I was like how interactive Griffin was with the community. Like they would, he would like make elevators, for example, and people were like, there, there's no elevators in D and D. And he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Here's exactly what, why it is. Or like with yeah. the items, like he, like people were like, that's too broken. And, but then he still found a way to like yeah. make it work in the story. Very, very cool. I would yeah. like to point out, I, as I've been listening to from afar and I, I promise I'm not just trying to like, I, I, I know I've talked about from afar a lot tonight, but <laughs> I have unfortunately not had the opportunity to listen through uh, anything other than your most recent episode waffles. But as I've been listening to from afar, I keep finding all these parallels and like one of the weirdest ones was like in almost the exact same episode, both of our parties go to a major city for us. It's Baldur's gate for them. It's never winter meet a guy who takes them to an underground base via Mm. an elevator. Uh, (laughs) Like in, it was so weird when I started listening to it, like it's the, the, the parallels, but yeah, the elevator made me think of that. I think uh, your, y'all's y'all's guide though was just a much better NPC than the one I had. <laughs> like when, when you when you busted out that voice, Joe, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this that is the was, greatest thing!" I've I was ever. so excited to do that guy, and and because like you hear me say it in the first episode because we reported recorded those first three all in one sitting. I was like getting really self conscious about my my inability to do accents because we're in Virginia, and so my only accent I could do was variations of Virginia. Uh, <laughs> Alabama boy over here. Alabama. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, so like, I was, like, practicing German voices, like, in my car for, like, a week leading up to, maybe probably longer than that, for a week leading up to uh, to busting that character out, and 
Uh, he's probably one of my favorite NPCs because he's just—it's just so fun to do. He's so so silly. You want, you want to give us a little snippet, maybe a little line in his voice? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can dust it off. Oh boy. Oh no. Uh, what's something Engelbert would say? Uh, Engelbert. Oh my gosh. Something, or 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 um, something or about geocities. Or your. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I believe in the future. Geocities will become very popular. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, Maybe Joe, so as yeah. as someone who does also practice a lot of NPC and character voices in the car, does it make you feel as crazy as it makes me <laughs> when you're just sitting there, like, saying lines to yourself, listening to clips, and then just trying to recreate it? I try not to get too in my own head. I just, <laughs> I just let the crazy flow through me. I just hope I, nobody can see me while I'm doing well, it. I, I didn't realize how bad it was until th- I got into the car one day with a passenger and like the clip I had been listening to to get uh um I was gonna play a Loxodon so I was trying to get like a, a nice little African sort of accent down and they're like why are you just listening to people just talking about nothing and I was like <laughs> um I don't know how to I can explain this to you. I'm working on my imagination <laughs> <laughs> this is imagination practice yeah, yeah. I spent I spent way too much time trying to perfect a robotic Scottish accent for Relic. Ooh. And it like the sound waves around me died uh, <laughs> as I tried this. And eventually I just was like, you know what? Like, you know, it's maybe funnier than like me doing an awful dwarvish robots like Scottish voice is just like me playing a guy who like is basically like if C-3PO met is HK-47. The, the yeah. killer assassin robot from KOTOR. Yeah. Who's like, yeah, HK. I basically was like, I'm going to take a super evil bounty hunting robot and then combine him with like a hyper polite guy who <laughs> says things like inquiry and things like that. And yeah. it just, it was so much easier and less stress on That's me awesome. because I do not yes. do accents. Basically, yes. the only one I do is like Russian and it's really bad. <laughs> so I was like, he's either going to be a Russian robot or. <laughs> I can do accents. I can't maintain the same accent for yeah. very long. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Ironically, I love accents and yeah. I was so excited. I was going to be a player character and I was like overthinking Seagheart's voice so long. And then our guess, session man. zero, I literally was like, I'm just going to have a oh, deep okay. voice, I guess. I don't know. This like, yeah. I'm overthinking yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Accents are, it's one of those things that like, it, it's super fun and it's like, like what we learned in like improv, like, if anything, like if you just like attack it and just like no matter what happens, like your players and everyone was like, yeah, it was really fun. But yeah, like yep. it is, it's funny how like we're like, there's so much pressure of like, oh, you got to have this really cool accent and this really cool voice for this character. But half the time it's like you say one word and then like, I can no longer speak in this accent. <laughs> that happens no to me. Yeah. yeah. It's also That's hard, me. like with most of our shows, I mean, I don't know how, exa- you know, some people go for a little bit more serious tone, but like. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, I mean, no, you're all, we're like absolutely like nonstop. We would never take a character that Joe comes up with seriously for more than 30 seconds at a time. <laughs> yeah. Be the most well put, well crafted name and like accent. Eventually someone will like make a dick joke and he's just like, <laughs> all right. I, I think what I, I give props to Joe all the time. Like, I hate this phrase. I hate the phrase leaning in. It's such like a business like synergy, but like Joe does lean into his accent and like, mm-hmm. In a way that I am still to this day not willing to do at like my own private table. So I love that Joe. Your accents are very good. We have a whole episode where Joe basically speaks like New Zealand, like a a New Zealander. Yeah. Uh, No, you killed that episode. That that was such a fun episode. I practiced that one for a long time too. It's so good. I love it. Like my hit. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, some some definitely like have that come easier than others, but that's okay either way, uh, in my opinion. But like you talked about with NPCs, like in the end, um, I think the doesn't matter how much effort Waffles puts into his NPCs, the ones that we remember the most are the Shrugnod guards. Yeah, that man, oh man. <laughs> I want to want to speak about not taking NPCs seriously. These guys get so. First of all, real quick story. My accents suck. I have a slightly higher pitched girl voice, and then an Alabama accent guy voice. That's about it. Yeah, uh, that's all you need, but, honestly. That's all you need. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but uh, these guys get taken into slavery. Basically, uh, like three of them, because they're in a continent that didn't like uh, half races. And they knew this going in. Some of them still loaded in as half races. So they get taken into this town. And they're like, alright, put them with the slaves. That's fine. And they're like, okay, that's fine. We can get out of this. But it's a decently serious moment until I make the mistake to say that the first person at them just kind of shrugs and gives them a nod to reply. And then I said the same thing five minutes later. And they're like, Oh, so they're all shrug nod guards. Gotcha. <laughs> shrug nod guards. From then on, all his NPCs just shrug and nod. That is. Yep. <laughs> we we have the quartet of shrug nod guards uh, in, the, have, in the background. Hilarious. One NPC whose voice was so horrifying that Joe immediately killed the character in the game. <laughs> just like. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, literally, Joe was doing it, and, and he was just. Like, I think someone asked to go talk to that guy again. He's like. Yeah, he died. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, he's Just, dead. Yeah, man. Yeah. And and Andy, you heard, uh, Andy, I said Andy because of your name on your on your thing. David, no, but as uh, as we found out earlier, that is my actual name. Yeah, yeah. So. You did a similar scene, not because of a voice, but like there was. Can I say Scuba yeah, Steve? Go. Can I say yeah, Scuba Steve? Of course you yeah. can. So. You, I don't know what I can't remember the exact reason, but I think you just didn't want to continue that conversation. So you're like, yeah, he turns and grabs a cement block and just jumps in the ocean, and he just <laughs> yeah. like, was gone. That was a pretty fun moment. I'm not gonna lie. Scuba Steve. We all were dying for so like we had to pause and like pick it back up because that was such. A, Dave was like, mm, "Nope, he's gone. He's out of here." Yeah. Well, that was like because there was a moment like he stopped doing it. Thankfully, and if he's still on, please don't start this up again. Christian used to just like he would be like, "Oh, we're in a new setting. Who's that guy over there with three yep. arms?" And I'm just yeah. like. I don't know who the hell is that guy. <laughs> like, he did it on the deck of the of the sea monster multiple times. Yeah. Like, who's that guy? Yeah. It's like, fun. He off the ship. He's dead. That, that guy's not dead. You're killing my crew members. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? But Every at the same time, time we've got we've gotten some of the best NPCs yeah. that way. Yeah. Where it's like, who's that guy? And we have uh the the most amazing shipwrights that like are the <laughs> flying team of shipwrights. Yeah. <laughs> Joe can speak to this, but there's a, a character he introduces in one of the latest episodes that broke me to where I, in, like, out of character, like, he introduced his name, uh, and I just said on mic, I said, no, no, it's not. That's not, uh, not his name. That was old Beanie Weenie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, already, our, like, we were coming into town, and, like, one of the first NPCs, uh, a really cool guy named Justice Cromwell, and I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, this is awesome, Joe. Who's this guy? Beanie Weenie. It's just like... <laughs> so, uh, Waffles mentioned the NPC generators earlier. I was like struggling to find something because I had just run out of names. So I just found one and it had like just like first name, last name and I was just picking stuff out. And so like Beanie Weenie was one. Squirts Huckleberry was Squirts one. Huckleberry. I, was just, <laughs> I was grabbing the worst shit I could find. I was I was running uh, when I was listening to that episode and you're like, you're like what's the name? And you're like, 
squirts. <laughs> and I, I had to stop running. I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a great name. It made me, it made me you, you threw off my, my, my four minute mind. Basically. <laughs> you have any fun uh, NPC names, Waffles? Sorry about your exercise, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, no, I don't have any like really fun ones. My what I can say about our show is the running joke so far is that they can't remember a NPC name. Not like, a none one. of them. It's They're like up, yeah. that that guy we met ten minutes ago. Yeah, that we that will guy? literally be yeah. having a conversation with them, and I'm like, okay, you know, great. I turn around and I was like, so him. Because <laughs> I just yeah. don't. It's pretty bad. I feel like that's maybe it's just me though. I feel like that's kind of like a real life though. Like I've been in situations where like yeah. talking to someone for a long time, they're like we introduce ourselves, and I'm like, hey, other friends, come over here, let's talk. And this is um, uh, Steven? No, <laughs> my name's uh, Karina. Yeah, <laughs> been on the show a couple times, but we've been trying to write. Like, what was that guy's? name and like we have to like go back to like the notes that joe puts together for us on D beyond to, like mm. yeah. okay that there that's yeah. actually note taking is a, is something that i'm kind of struggling with being online because we pre-covid uh were starting a live group just so that we could have some of that experience because you know wow this is absolutely amazing we wanted that the props we want you know you wanted that experience yeah. mm-hmm. and i'm new to minnesota so i wanted also to kind of like meet people and everything like that and that was going really well and i have a notebook and i take my notes and then i go to the stream i'm running you know i I have obs up i'm making sure roll 20s up that my character sheet's not showing over the map the whole time i'm focused all on that and then i'm like where how do i take notes where do i go with this yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. I, i struggle with that i mean anyone in our podcast can attest to the clicking clacking of my keyboard in the background. Oh my I, god, bud. I have so it's gotten better since I got a real mic, but um I have cut back on the notes because I have found like it, it becomes this circle of like I'm trying to take notes to make sure I remember what Joe said, but then I missed mm. what Joe said. Yeah. So then I like and I've just realized unless it's like something really hot so so what I've actually defaulted to do is like I'll put a couple of things together at the end of the like when we're done recording, just so yeah, I have like, yeah. all right, this is what I think yeah. was important. Without the I've notes, always attributed that I to. Don't <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a painful thing. Yeah, I've always yeah, just attributed can... that though, Nick, to Relic as a warforged. He probably has a keyboard on his body somewhere. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, honestly, seriously, it's one of my favorite running jokes on the show. Was like, you know, and I came into this with this idea of like Relic was going to be this kind of like serious, like but straight man, like like you know he's going to be the guy who like wasn't very good at humor or anything. But ended up becoming to me like one of my, you know, obviously I'm biased. Like one of my favorite running jokes is this idea of Relic being a fax machine because Marvin, yeah. without any prompting, just like because Relic says affirmation a lot, just took out his phone and started playing fax machine noises. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Or, or the old <laughs> so like dial up. Yeah. Um, and we've done multiple things like in the like where I said something that we just like sounds in the background or whatever. Like if someone's phone, like text message goes off, it's like, Oh, relics. Like, Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, sorry, like he sorry. burped or something. Like, <laughs> so I cut you. I, I cut like you that off a lot. Waffles. Actually. You're oh, something? you're good. I was just going to say, if I could go back, I realized a couple of things I missed and a really funny moment. We had another player with us, Bree. Oh. Uh, and she plays Lena who has basically stayed for our first two uh, arcs and then got retired for reasons. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, but next arc in another one of our players, Leon, that we talked about was like, 
Yeah, and we have to get back to uh, who is she? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just forgot one of our players. Oh, no. Forget NPC names. He forgot a PC player, so that was yeah. great. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. We oh, have so yet to let him live that down. Or yeah, well, well, should be. We 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 don't let uh, Beans live down the fact that he fell asleep in the middle of recording one of our episodes. And it, <laughs> oh, I still love it because Joe tries to do a two. really good job of just referring to as our character name. So he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, Jeff, uh, what do you do, Jeff? Beans?" And he's like, uh, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> he's like, I think amazing. I think your your quote is, "Hey, bud, did you fall asleep?" <laughs> so were you asleep, bud? And I, what you didn't hear in that episode is I did edit out some of him snoring leading up to that. So sorry That's about That's so funny. Justice for Young Hashi. <laughs> yeah. That is man, oh man. good. We were talking about homebrew stuff earlier, like in terms of uh, elevators and stuff. One of yeah. my favorite things to ask a lot of people that play games is, what is your best slash favorite homebrew rule? And what is the worst one you've ever heard or played under? What do you just say? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think the, the, the homebrew rule that we've been working a lot with uh, in, the, in the podcast recently, uh, every time Goofy plays, he thinks we should level up. And uh, <laughs> that's, just, that's just a hard note for me every, every time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to check the end of every session or every grand thing we do. I'm just like, man, boys, it really feels like we've leveled up uh, <laughs> our, our friendship or our strength. Yeah. Like, yeah, Joe, it's why don't always you very talk fun. about that? Why don't you talk about how frequently we ask you whether we leveled up? These guys want to level up every fucking episode. I that. know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's consistent because we do the same yeah. thing. I will I mean, say I, I, I have complete sympathy for Joe because I am terrified to DM a group over like level 10. Like listening to <laughs> any stream or, or podcast where like Adventure Zone, Critical Role, like when your characters can be like, yeah, uh, I want to teleport to the Nine Hells. I'm going to yeah, be right yeah. back. And then you're just yeah. like, what the shit? So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we already break Joe's encounters. So I, I don't blame him for being like, all right, guys, slow your roll. Like, right. Wait, slow, slow your roll? roll? The show is know your roll. <laughs> yeah, Nick, right. you said that wrong. <laughs> so there's a there's a number of like rule bending. I wouldn't really call them home rule, homebrew rules. But um, as a player, at least, I really hate alignment. Yeah, oh, yeah, I just throw that out as soon as I create a character. I I don't think that's like a good way to like pigeonhole your player's personality. Like even as a paladin, like I play a paladin in Nick's home game, you would think lawful good for that, but like I have made some decisions that were bad, and I think that's way more interesting to do than than pigeonhole yourself to alignment. And then I think something I would like to explore a little more. It's been a conversation on TTRPG Twitter lately. It like just popped up again yesterday. It comes up every once in a while. It's like ability scores tied to racial bonuses and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I think that should be completely done away with, like find a new way to rework that because it's just rooted in a lot of old tropes that just don't stand up anymore and don't resonate with the current community. So that's something I'd like to throw out. Joe, I, I just want to chime in. I know that you're not as active on Twitter as I. Are you? Yeah. Are you saying that? Because are you aware of like the firestorm that was going on this week? The orc thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what happened with that? Uh, just a lot of discussion over the whole. I mean, with to Joe's example, the idea of um, whether race, any race, orcs, goblins, kobolds, humans, elves, should be inherently tied to racial attributes. Essentially, you know, what you, you end up with a lot of like cookie cutter characters for one but then yeah. the other thing is you know if you start digging into like the roots of like why this character is this or that like why can't an orc be as smart as an elf and things like yeah, that yeah. So, yeah 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 i mean i have i've always told my players just bring something up to me if you ever want to try it 
99% of the time it's yes. And to double off of that, I've, I've told my players that you can make backgrounds in 5e. Just make a character. Make sure it's all mathematically correct, but just make one. Like, yeah. if you if you want yeah. a 20 intelligence orc, go for it. Like, yeah. yeah. Those are always a little more ex- like exciting to me, too. Like, yeah, everyone knows, like, uh, Elven Wizard or whatever, like a sneaky, like, tabaxi. But, like, yeah. if you're like, I'm a Goliath, but I'm also the sneakiest person in the world. It's like, that's really interesting. How are you going to, like, try to, like, work with that What's in your flavor games? for that? Which is my yeah, exactly. favorite thing. Honestly. Yeah. Speaking why, of, if I can if I can piggyback what? off that real quick, only because I had a fun idea. I play on one of Carrot's games right now, and I made a class with him called the Slayer. Basically, it's just for flavor. It's kind of like a fighter meets ranger, somewhere in between there. Ranger. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but I'm a kobold that wields a <laughs> Goliath's longbow as his bow. And so every time I shoot it, I have to plan it. I can't like move. I can't that's move. Amazing. And my kobold like puts his foot on the bow and pulls backwards to shoot it. Like that's awesome. Things uh, like that, that just so make cute. it more fun. Like I, I uh, some of my roommates back in LA, one in one in particular is all about like min maxing, and like there's nothing wrong with that. Like there, that is if that's the way you want to play, that's 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 that go for it. But like if you can build sort of like. Not handicaps, but like like opportunities for you to have to think and like yes. have to like just like work through stuff. Like that's always just a little more exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. I think any time you come up with a flaw for your character, it's such a cool mm-hmm. way. To, like again, yes, min maxing and optimization has its own sense of fun, and I think that's yeah. kind of what like a session zero is really good for. Because yeah. if you have three people who want to play like kind of a more RP or socially based, or even just like they mm. want to be challenged. They, it might not be as fun for them to have the guy who comes in who's able to get like 20 AC and turn, you know, literally yeah. this uh, uh, relic. Yeah. I, when I made relic, I reached out to Joe and I was like, hey, Joe, uh, so I know you said you were cool with me playing a Warforged, but I have 20 AC at level one. That's this was before wild. they they errated them in the new right. yeah. run. Like, I, re- I was like, Joe, I don't think that's going to be fun for you or for the rest of the party if I'm just right. this, like walking tank. So we came up with this idea of like relic was found i mean without getting too ba- deep into his backstory he was like mm. found abandoned in the underdark and was like reawoke reawoken by these like pair of dwarven brothers that found him and so joe was like yeah what if you're just like atrophied or like you're you're just not up to full Rusted. capacity yeah and we just yeah. took like a minus two to my ac because it just yeah. it felt unfun like joe For was just sure. never gonna hit me but a credit you know? to you there is to both of you you know, aside from just changing a stat, you made it story based. You made it something yeah. interesting about your character that you can then take and play off of, which is what I love. Yeah. And about that session zero thing, like, absolutely. I think there are different types. I'm not even going to say how many because I don't know, two, three, however, um, types of ways to play D&D, let alone, you know, any of the other TTRPGs out there. Yeah. And, you know, you want to find a group that fits your playstyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that it's gotten as popular yes. as it has, it's actually like all the more easy for other people to find that and enjoy it more, which is mm-hmm. why it's taking yeah. off. I think it's absolutely yeah. amazing. What is it? Yep. It's something uh, that Christian uh, says and like tries to do a lot. Is like he says his like favorite moments are when Kippa fails a thing, yeah. and like you have to fail forward now. Mm-hmm. And like so, he yes. will specifically do things where he's like, "I don't want Kippa to like look awesome and cool for this moment. I want him to mess up here because that creates more interesting situations." It's like that sort of Superman stigma of like you're super strong, super fast, and indestructible. Where's really the conflict? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I did that I did that with Tanigal. Um it's pretty early on so I don't mind like spoiling it necessarily, but like we talked about, we load in as characters. Um but mm-hmm. who she is in the quote unquote future is like a fourteen year old girl who is a kid, you know? And so when you're in a different body, you're Tanigal, she's like an adult, but she still makes childlike decisions yeah. sometimes. To the mm. to the chagrin of the entire group, I'm sure, but I have to stay true to like what she is and it's fun to me it's fun to be like do i know what would make sense here yes does she no (laughs) yeah those are my favorite moments where it's like i don't want to do this that kind of goes with know any better so he's gonna do this it's the good version of well that's what my character would do because there's the shitty version of that there's the like i loot the horde and i don't let anyone see like that like very stare or like yeah. I try and seduce every innkeeper that I run into because that's like there's yeah. that people use that card to a to I think you know, definitely yeah to be not a, a get out of jail free card yeah. but there's another yeah. version of it that is like I want to drive the story forward and that's like what relics moment on that train arc was like mm. I Nick was like oh yeah we should definitely like from a meta gaming standpoint we should get rid of this guy like 100 yeah. percent but Absolutely. I was like okay how fun is that going to be like this train arc is going to be over in like two episodes. So yeah, you have to find that like that balance. Yeah. Well, I think it also it goes to something that we've been talking about a little bit like behind the scenes on from afar is like backstory is like so important and kind of what Joe was talking about like alignment is so important. But like we're playing these characters and they're going through these situations, that kind of stuff isn't going to stay the same. Yeah. Like if you start out as a lawful good paladin and you get yeah and you get like presented with like all right you can kill this demon but if you kill this demon this person's also going to die but it'll save this like you get into these like gray areas where like your morality and your um, ethics are like tested and like people in real life don't come through moments like that they're they're changed when they get on the other side of that right right such an important part that we forget about a lot i don't you know i agree with with you joe about like there is not really a need to say i am chaotic good or something like that necessarily from the start but if you want to take that as a sort of template to say Mm -hmm. well let's see which box do I fit in right now at level one or whenever you, you know, start off and say, okay, well, if let's say they're lawful good, then they might have this type of personality and it helps you build mm-hmm. that. Then once you have that solidified, throw away lawful good. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Now you know who mm-hmm. your character is. Exactly. What, I, what I told her from the beginning, kind of building characters, as I said, one, I hate it completely. Like I, I hate that whole alignment chart and everything. But two, if you're going to use it, Use it fluidly. Like, yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. in my opinion, start your level one character off at neutral, decide what decisions they make, and then decide what you are. And then yeah. even if you're chaotic evil, not every bad guy, there's not a bad guy that doesn't make a good decision somewhere. Yeah. No, there, yeah, th- this whole idea of, like, pigeonholing someone into one, like, I was a pretty good kid. Like, my par- like when I was a kid, like, I really did not get into any trouble. My parents mm-hmm. have it, like, really easy. I, like... I was very uncool. I didn't smoke <laughs> and I didn't drink until college. Same. But Same. I got into a really bad shoplifting phase in like ninth grade. And like that doesn't mean that I was like, oh, I'm I'm chaotic evil. I stole Baldur's Gate 2 from Target. Give <laughs> me that bubble gum. Of course it was yeah. Baldur's Gate. It was. I know all course. about the shoplifting phase. I'm a nerd, but uh, I stole like, nerdy like, cool things. I, I bring that up. Like I, it's it, it's like one action doesn't define you. And and that, that I think mm. is the dilemma of, I think, the, the alignment chart is like is helpful maybe and inspiring like what yeah. you tend to view it back to mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you don't go you know like well, 
kind of what Serp was saying is like it's just a cool jumping off point because yeah, like yeah. that's like exactly Nick like when you're like I'm a lawful good person like that's a very stagnant like character yeah. and like yeah. once you go through all these things like people don't want to see someone start out like I'm good I'm I'm still good I'm still good I'm still yep. right here I'm still doing this like people don't care about that like they want to see the good people fall they want to see the bad people like rise up they, they just yes. want to see these like dynamic things like that I think I'm with you Joe like I think alignment is a cool it sounds cool the word alignment's a cool word i guess but like it's an interesting restriction that might be too hard of a word it's an interesting it can caveat to put your it's an interesting say, like, boundary it's it's yeah. less about i think less about alignment and more about being consistent with your character yeah exactly. like if you've yeah. been playing if yeah. relic suddenly like did something in episode 21 where he was like yeah I kill that guy that like, like something that just didn't make any sense. You know, I, mm. I, I think that's why, it, again, it's less of like restrictions and maybe more of a guideline, but like relic himself, I should point out does as part of his like annual yearly upkeep. He does have to be realigned like every year. That's oh, really? Of, Recalibrated? Of, yeah. Yeah. That's part of his like his, his annual physical is being that's realigned. Super cool. so I that well, that's, a, that's a cool point. We got a lot yeah. of evil in here. Let's just tick that back on up to good. Why don't we? <laughs> I feel like a lot of times this comes into play when, when people are playing paladins and it's like, oh, well, you didn't follow your tenets. You didn't follow your, your alignment. You're now no longer a paladin. I think what you just said is like, is so much more interesting. It's like, oh, is that true? Your character? Cause Goofy did something in the last episode that the last time we recorded that like, I feel like if another group was handling it, it would have just been like, okay, cool. There's, we got, we got to stop the recording. There's some very hard decisions we have to make yeah. right now. Yeah. But like, because me and me and Gooby have talked a lot about Seacart because I feel like we're on like a similar page. We were able to like keep going forward. It's like, oh, that is very out of left field, but also like that's out of left field for a paladin, but not out of left field for Seacart. Yeah. Which, right. which is, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And to a point, you know, when you say being true to your character and having these tenants that you, focus or or go by um there's there's two parts to it you know good is relative you know like you Mm -hmm. can be a a evil character necessarily but you're doing it for your core purpose and all you need to Mm -hmm. figure out is core purpose and progress in that direction because it's that's your line that's where you follow Mm -hmm. that's where you know okay what am i what am i doing in a certain situation it's how you help make your decisions and then the other part of it is um I completely blank. Never mind that. <laughs> oh, that, that you know, my favorite, my favorite part of that, what you just said, was the second part. That was that was the best part. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, well, just kind of piggybacking off of that, like I think that also makes even more interesting and more relatable, like evil people. When it's like, if you have a guy that's like, I'm just evil. It's like, okay, cool. We, I'm gonna mm-hmm. shoot you. You're dead. Cool. Good job. Right. If it's like, I'm, I am doing these evil things, but like, I don't think they're evil. And in mm-hmm. my world, I'm actually moving my situation to like a better place or I'm saving. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. being evil for my grandma to get her this surgery that she needs. It, like it's like, like yeah. it's very, it's very untrue to like reality for anyone to ever like be evil to be evil. Very rarely does anyone think or intentionally do wrong. Like as a whole, Absolutely. everyone typically thinks they're doing the right thing. Um, I want, and, and, and so like for, like your big bad to just be a dick because he's a dick like that's that's not true to like reality and like how people interact but if he's a dick because his needs counteract what yours are 
that's when you start to get those nice moments of like tension and morality questions. Mm-hmm. I want Waffles to weigh in on, on evil characters, actually. Yes. Not necessarily in our uh, current campaigns because he's the GM, but when he was playing under Carrick, um, and who I met him as uh, was he was playing Grizz, the wizard that we talked about earlier. And mm-hmm. technically, he was evil. So technically, so cool. under the alignment chart, he was chaotic evil. But uh, basically, Grizz was by any means necessary kind of guy. And he went into blood magic and summoning demons and making contracts with devils, which puts him into evil. But it was to save his town, you know? Like, that's interesting. Very Warlockian of you. <laughs> you know, he yeah, had an orphanage. Yeah, he had a school, he had an orphanage, but he talked, like, spoke to devils at night. (laughs) Don't we all? Uh, (laughs) My, uh, the character that I'm playing in my longest running home game, which is not, not the one I'm running, but, uh, my, our friend Samaj, who joins us as a guest player in episode 19. That uh, name was hilarious, by the way. His name. Oh, his confession? His, yeah, I didn't want to say, but yeah. (laughs) Sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so that character, so he plays, he's DMing a game of us that was, uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver that mm. has evolved into a 70 session long, Holy almost God. two year long campaign. We've been on a bit of a hiatus, nice. but, um. Have you found the mines? We did. We are in the mines. <laughs> it took like 60 episodes. But oh, wow. In terms of like alignment, uh, I play this like, I'd say a pretty good guy. He's a little wizard named Felix Fizzlebolt who like, is, you know, he's kind of like a typical, like smart, like kind of aloof, you know, little gnome guy, but never really did anything in the game. I think that would make you think he was anything other than like chaotic good, maybe like neutral good. Um, but like episode 50 or so, he it was forced by our DM to finally lay bare this like backstory that I'd given Samaj. Oh, wow. Um, and admit that this daughter of his, who he had talked about for the last 50 sessions, that was why he did everything is, oh, his daughter is sick and he's looking for a cure for her. What he didn't tell the group is his daughter was sick and dying. And both his daughter and his wife were like, it's okay, Felix, it's okay, like to let her go. And he mm. was like, yeah, but it's not. And against both his daughter and his wife's wishes, he cast a scroll of petrification on his daughter. Ooh. As like a, I'm go, I'm not gonna let her die. I'm gonna fix right. her. And oh, his wife, cool. his wife, like immediately kicked him out and was like, "Don't ever come back. Like you're a monster." And it was such a fun moment to like lay that on the group because all they had ever heard was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Felix, your daughter is sick. Oh my god, we get it. Like <laughs> you're gonna fix her." And he came out and was like, "Yeah, like I super petrified her and." was against her wishes and that's some awesome character that's wild. and yeah. if you had been confined by that morality chart like that sort of thing would have been like your character wouldn't do that they're they're lawful good or whatever yeah. but because yeah. you let that be a fluidity right and you can have Absolutely. those moments and going to like david's point earlier he believed what he was doing was right mm-hmm. like even though his daughter was like no it's okay like it's okay for me to go he was like nope no nope. and that was really right. cool because when i wrote that character that was like a year before that reveal and by the time that reveal happened my wife was pregnant with our first child and so it was this like weird weird space where i was like holy shit i can't imagine actually doing this thing that i wrote about but like right wow that's crazy man D D. 
Dandy. So cool. What a oh, great Dandy. model to, what to a, explore yourself. TTRPG. TTRPG. No, absolutely. That's amazing. And I, I absolutely loved that conversation, by the way, because to me, like finding like-minded individuals is super awesome you know like we're all here because we like to tell a good story and we're using a platform with rolling dice to in the end work together and tell a good story with all of our players you know from the jam's head to everyone interacting together and throwing things like we talked about for a loop and it just bouncing the ball back and forth and i think that's super freaking cool and i love that we can totally do this and have fun doing it and share it with everybody because i think mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. absolutely couldn't have said it better <laughs> yeah <laughs> so on that note wow yeah we we've been at this for like two hours 15 minutes it's been holy happening. cow are you yeah yeah no did not I'm, okay i'm lies when you are having good so now we're moving into the yeah. hour-long uh open chat uh, got it, got it. Let's, let's get those questions from chat real yes. quick all right let's go after that we're gonna do a two-hour-long closed chat <laughs> um, then, we're gonna do <laughs> then we're playing an hour of music uh, all right are you guys ready to make characters yeah yeah we're actually gonna play a game now. Uh, <laughs> So I'm trying to think of a good question to kind of leave you guys off on so that we can sum it all up. Um, we talked about, you know, the homebrews and favorite favorite stuff about this. Um, what do you guys have one in the works? Uh, if you guys have something that you want to share, um, what do you guys have in the works? What are you guys hoping for moving forward towards um, anything like that that you guys want to share? Absolutely. But I'll David, shall you? Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm currently working with, uh, Nick, you know a little bit about this. Uh, Chris, uh, the, the dungeon master from Discount Dungeons, which if anyone listening hasn't checked out Discount Dungeons, check them out. They're phenomenal. Yes. Uh, we are working on a high level one shot. Uh, I think we're going to put you guys in at 17th level. Get ready for that. Yeah. And it's basically just this one crazy huge fight with, uh, Discount Dungeons. Know your role from afar. Um, there might be a few other people who find their way into it. It just there's a there's a lot going on, and it's going to be very very exciting. So yeah, that's the biggest thing that I've been working. And I think and also Sean O'Donovan and I have been talking a little Ooh. bit about some one shot stuff as well. Yeah, from Paradise RPG. Thank you. Okay. Um, so yeah, just trying to get trying to cast that net out and just try to yeah. actually talk with some of these amazing people that we've met yeah. via the interwebs. Oh, so. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, the other half of stuff we're trying to work on is like creating an extra vein of content. So, like right now, from a our podcast is a hundred percent Quest for Atlantis, and we're trying to create a sort of sec- second section where it can be a more fluid sort of people can join in, drop out, have different guests and stuff, one shot run. You all are on the list, by the way. You're all on the list, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I've already, I've already emailed, I've already emailed my application in. And it's already been, oh, 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 oh. But yeah, yep, just, there it is, just, and uh, accepted. Cool. Like Got a it. sort of second section of content that's not the story of Quest from Atlantis, but can be more of like a live, accessible thing where we can have multiple people on. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much like we need to find a place in the story that we can work yeah. you in, but instead be like, hey, we've got this person. We're playing this today, yeah. doing this RPG versus yeah. D&D 5e. Like today yeah. we're doing a Call of Cthulhu run. Yeah. Uh, next time we're gonna do Starfinder. Next time we're gonna do Pugmire, like that kind of nice. Pugmire. Oh, yes, sorry. It's, a, it's a dog-based D and D. That's amazing. So good. 
I don't want to say anything, Joe. I don't want to commit us to anything. What do you What do you got in the works for us? <laughs> uh, I just got to keep editing this fucking show, so I'm gonna keep doing that. Joe, I feel um, your pain. <laughs> the long no, but, I mean, I don't. I, I have a lot of longer term plans for the show that I I can't share for a lot of reasons. But um, now that the episode's out, we've got a guest character on the show. Uh, I've already reached out to some other people about possible guest appearances in the future. Hell yeah. So, that's something I want to do going forward. So expect to hear some some new voices on the show. Speaking of which, tech, check out Tightgeist. Uh, that's uh, Samaj's podcast. Who's mm-hmm. just an honor. What a great name! It's, <laughs> it's, it's such a hilarious a good show. I'm gonna it's put a great, a, I'm gonna put their uh, Twitter handle in the chat. Yeah, Please. do it. Asterisk three. They're extremely funny. But yeah, uh, all those guys play D and D. Would love to have some of them on. Um, yeah. yeah, that's all. We're just gonna keep making the show. Um, keep keep uh, having fun people on with us. Yeah, I will chime in. I haven't necessarily been asking Joe's permission to do this, but I have been feverishly (laughs) trying to do collaborations with other folks in the TTRPG uh, space. Um, I can't get like into two, like the specifics of when exactly, but I will be playing a guest player, um, on Discount Dungeons, um, Mm -hmm. in the next couple of months. Um, I may have already sent, uh, their DM Chris like a, 800 word long backstory just like yes. idea there's a thing i was thinking about <laughs> just off the down spaghetti at the wall yeah yeah <laughs> so there's that and, and and joe and i have again i'm not gonna i don't want to commit us to anything but we and the others uh, on know your role we've talked about wanting to do things in the future like we did a, a little backstory show called the more you know your role and due to technical limitations on my end it was a little bit of a streaming fiasco <laughs> but we loved it for all like yeah. 11 people that tuned in it was really fun, and I think it's something that if I get a better computer or we get a better setup, it's maybe something we could do at like the end of each of Joe's arcs, like these these seasons. We've kind of split the show up into seasons, and it might be kind of a cool thing. It, that way, it wouldn't put too much pressure on on Joe to edit like an extra episode a week mm-hmm. or every other week or anything. But yep. definitely something that we're we're at least you know kicking the ideas around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. What about you for you guys? Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> we are we're doing a lot. We're trying to keep everything we're moving this week so we're packing at the same time as everything else that we have going on but we talked a little bit about you know hopefully in the future uh, once COVID's over we'll we'll be running through um maybe opening up a merch store and the patreon i love that yeah the yeah. patreon's gonna be super fun yeah and kind let, of getting, let us know for sure thank you and getting all this together but one of the things we wanted to kind of jump start and put way up on the list is this what we're doing today so ttrpg talks was something that we wanted to we joined like you said we're we're new we recently came into the scene we're loving the twitter community that's kind of where we found you guys it's been so supportive so awesome and we're like we need a way to one just get together talk with all sorts of different people share our knowledge share our stories share everything so we wanted to kind of get this going and we're super grateful for you guys helping us launch episode one i think this was super successful great i mean yeah no this has been amazing i think it's an amazing idea i can't wait to tune in to future ones and oh yeah thank you that was it was great thank you for having us on your inaugural episode and i'll be playing in somebody else's one shot wednesday but i'll catch the video on demand after (laughs) oh absolutely absolutely um is there anything else that we have in the works that you want to no, I like to be super <laughs> transparent, so I'm just going to say, like, uh, so we mentioned the Patreon, we mentioned the merch store, we already run two campaigns, we're kind of at our limit there, everything else is kind of a monetary limit for us, like, 
But again, COVID, no money. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, but basically until one of us is doing this full time, we're kind of at our limit. I guess the, the big goal for me, I've been super open with it and all my players know is we're all remote players. We've known each other for a lot. The big goal is to one day get us all together. Oh, that's awesome. I hope you guys stream that day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta see. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it for us. I think. Well, thank, thank you so you. much for having us on, guys. This was, yeah, so, this was fun. so much fun. I don't think we got through everything, so no, I'm we sure didn't. we'll see you guys again. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd love to be on again. <laughs> All right, well, guys. guys. Thanks so much for Have having us on. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you, everyone, in the chat. Thank you, Know You're Rolling, from afar for joining. Bye, thank guys. you for having us. This thanks for great. having us. Bye.